You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. I actually have a special edition podcast, not just because it's on Christmas, but because I have met one of my cousins that I have never met before, and he's, how old are you, Corey? I'm 32. You're 32 years old. You're actually the son of my, or you're the son of one of my grandma's kids. She had four kids, and one of them happened to tragically pass away from cancer, and you're his kid that we had no idea about until a couple of years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember my brother said I got the best surprise for my grandmom. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm bringing my, gr- like, her grandson that she's never met before to, like, meet her. Like, meet him. And I was like, oh, Oliver. I was thinking he was talking about my brother's kid. And no, my mom told me, no, it's Corey. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> so now I, I get to meet you, man. So it's it's Corey Armbrecht. Yeah, yep, it's Corey Armbrecht. Uh, Corey Jonathan Armbrecht. Um and yeah, I'm 32, and I'm, it's just, it goes. That story goes both ways. Like I didn't know about, you know, that side of my family, my father's side of my biological family for a long time. Um, I don't. I don't think even my grandma knew about me until I was in my 20s. I think. Yeah. So that's interesting. I mean that, and that all just comes down to you know how how I was raised and, and Were you, did you grow up knowing like that you like did your mom I mean you never met your real dad right so I mean right, obviously right. but yeah I never at met the same Mike. time did you have a parent like a father figure yeah so um when I was I was adopted by a couple of missionaries in um in let's see 88 I think and um they were amazing parents to me my whole life. So I had really amazing examples. Uh, like, for instance, my parents never even, like, fought. And if they did, they did it, like, away from us and that sort of stuff. So, like, I had, like, and they made sure that, you know, like, they showed up for certain things. And, like, you know. Like school uh, events in the right way. Like yeah, 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 right. You know, yeah. Just try to check all the boxes, and they absolutely did. Um, and it was always an open open-ended thing where you know we knew we were adopted um and you know if we ever wanted to you know look into that we could but i mean we only needed to have that conversation once or twice and we so we always knew that and um in my early 20s i was getting married and um i just wanted my and i just felt like you know life was doing all right or whatever and i wanted to uh reconnect with my biological mom and see if I could find her just to let her know that like hey you know you made the right decision (laughs) like I had a a great upbringing you know parents that care about me and love me and have supported me in this sort of stuff and I'm not in a ditch somewhere I'm not you know was there ever like a time in your life like growing up where you wondered because if you said what age did you find out you were adopted like you knew that all everyone you were (sighs) with was adopted you have other siblings too. Well, technically, I was I was adopted at a later age. It was like two and a half. So I do have like very vague memories of like the whole thing happening. But um, like, sorry, original question was, 
just that you grew up with siblings, other siblings that were, oh. you guys all knew you were adopted though. But what age did you find that out? I think we always knew. Like it for me, just I don't look like either of my parents. There's certain no, 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 no. no. I was adopted at two and a half, so like, yeah, I at least had some cognitive ability of like what's going on in life. I wasn't like like for instance, okay, so it's me and my biological brother. That's it for my family, um, and we have you know our two uh, adopted parents. Um, so with my brother, he was adopted when he was a baby, like probably I think right after he was born. For me, I wasn't adopted until two and a half. So for him, our parents are have always been our parents anyway. And yeah. for me, anyway, <laughs> I was so young. They are, my parents are my parents anyway. It, it doesn't matter if they're blood or not. Right. I mean, they are like they are my blood. Now. Me and my brother yeah. are half siblings, yeah. but his side of the family, which you come from, mm -hmm. I'd think of you just as if you were blood related right. to me. Yeah. It's so, not. It's not my yeah fist bump me right there <laughs> but it's not my extent of blood being family i have close friends that that are family yeah i have totally. a, i have a, basically i call a second mom like mm -hmm. she yeah. treats me she gets me she got me christmas gifts she got me the best gift possible 50 dollars to harris teeter man <laughs> those grocery shopping days are going to come in handy especially when you become an adult and you realize you got to buy toilet paper and all this stuff yeah I mean, Christmas, literally, that's all I was asking for. Can I get shaving cream and all this type of stuff? Like, yeah, all the necessities any... that my parents used to buy me, and now I have to buy for myself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's it helps, and they don't realize. Like you realize as a little kid, you see everyone open up those presents, and you're like, especially like I better not get shirts for Christmas. Yeah. I want video games. And then you're older, <laughs> like I, when you guys pulled up, and I had, my grandma had this giant box for me. I was like, oh, I hope there's toilet paper or shampoo or something like in there. All of that. It was yeah. all of that. She calls it a care package. That's yeah, what yeah. I love. And then our favorite little treat, she makes the little pretzels that are rolled in M and M's and. Caramel so and all that. You better freeze them. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I stuck them right in the freezer a minute ago. That's where I got them. I know. It's crazy that I'm making you a podcast after like three cups of coffee and at the same time we <laughs> just had shrimp and crab cakes. But I'm just so interested, man. I want to get back on the subject of like, I know like, did you, you didn't ever feel like kind of mistreated by your parents? Not. I'm not saying that your parents were like, just terrible. I'm just saying your parents, you never felt like, like they treated you as if they were one of your own. And that's a strong. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I would almost say it's, it was even more than maybe a normal parent. And that's a strange way to put it, but like, at least they show they, it's probably proved that yeah. effort. And like, you know, when you go to adopt a kid, it's not, it's not an easy process and it's not cheap either. And my parents being in a uh, Christian ministry, like they, you know, they're not making money. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that's not the point of their life. But so it was very, you know, it's a big hurdle to, to get a kid. And like, these are the adopted parents are parents who, you know, typically can't have a kid or, you know, they're just choosing to, to help another child that needs a family. And I feel like that's such a deep thing to respect. To say like, yeah. wow, you're going through all this just to like <laughs> dump hundreds of thousands of dollars and hours, hundreds of thousands of hours of your time into a person. And there's a positive and negative way you can take that. You can take that as up, like if let's say if a guy's in relationship or a girl's in relationship and one of them only wants the kid, like wants, right. wants to adopt. Yeah, the other yeah. one's just doing it because it's going to make the other one happy. Yep. Through life, I mean, that parent could be subjective to the kid more like, 
why would I put money into someone else's kid? It's not my exactly. flesh and blood. And yeah. they, if they have a flesh and blood that's theirs, they end up spending more money on that. You see that in common movies sometimes. There's the kid that feels out of place when mm-hmm. he's in a family that's like adopted or something and the rest are their kids and he's out of place. But you didn't feel that. And I think that's a that's a good way your parents took how they treated you as you and your brother as if they you were their own. Well, if you think about it, and this is something that you just made me think about, which is really cool, and I like it, uh, is even though we weren't, we aren't blood per se, um, and how I just said, well, we we are blood, like in that sense, yeah. like it, you know, it's family's like it's thicker than blood almost, and um, and uh, in that sense, it got me thinking about um, okay. In the future, I want to get into bioengineering. So this is why I want to, this is why my brain went this way. But like, uh, you know how old couples who have been together for like 30, 40 years or whatever, they start to kind of look like each other a little bit yeah. as they get older. Well, just based upon that, like technically, we are becoming blood, like on a strange level by because we're sharing all these chemical interactions, we're passing these things between each other. Um, like whether it's pheromones or just being around each other all the time and slowly starting to look like one another and that sort of thing. Well, your your body produces new cells um, every month and it base, it's based on the food you eat. Mm-hmm. So you got to think if your body's making new Not cells. Not just the food you eat. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, out of everything, if you drink something, if you anything mm-hmm. that goes into your body, right. it gets processed into new, like it, it turns into skin and basically turns into you. That's why they say eat what you like. You are what you eat, or yeah, you yeah, are yeah, what yeah. you eat. It's, you literally are. It's mm-hmm. your body cells, but at the same time, what you're saying with, I didn't know you were into bioengineering as well, but that's what fascinates me is how far our human bodies have developed. Just some somebody could have the the effects we get with our brains, the chemicals that can be released, the hormones, all these different types of things that people experience on an everyday basis is a lot of what focuses in on just how kind somebody can be also in the world Mm -hmm. somebody's pent up rage and anger it might not be from something that happened that you did it could be something that somebody i know i'm taking this completely weird way no you're not my brain's taking it like keep going if somebody is angered about something let's say someone if i'm driving and someone pisses me off i if i bring that home Mm -hmm. especially if i have an adopted kid Mm -hmm. and i start projecting my anger out into the world or projecting it out just slamming stuff around Mm -hmm. the kid might feel subjected that i pissed him off or that um he pissed me off and then he would feel just kind of discredited and i think that's a lot really what what is really difficult about being a parent is not putting your anger out on somebody else for and sure. not, especially your kids yeah and like i said this is what made my brain linked to what you were saying was the fact that when you're developing especially as a young kid and you're you're basically growing up and learning from your parents and especially when knowing in like in your mind that your parents aren't really like they might treat you like you know, your blood and family, but knowing deep down that you're not like blood, Mm -hmm. that might not come into your mind at some point. But there's also a point like, they really care about me. They really notice it. And it's, it's, I think that's beautiful. And especially a parent. There's like no question whatsoever. It's like, yeah, it's that that's something that's like, I get what you're saying about developing traits. Like, I mean, me and my brother never looked alike at all. And then as we got older, our faces like kind of... You guys definitely have similarities for we, sure. Yeah, see, back in the day, no one knew 
but now when they look at me and him see a picture side by side they look so much like your like our mom like i was always told i looked like my dad but then i was around my dad for like all the time when i was little constantly and then once i started kind of branching off and getting like closer to my mom and Mm -hmm. you know i mean me and my mom were still close it's just when i started hanging around her more i was picking up more traits and i think that's when it comes with children what you were saying about developing traits Mm -hmm. When a when you even though you might have traits that are linked to your real dad, the dad you've pro, you've never right, met, right, right, that you're and you might have traits related to us, like mm-hmm. something that's related through my brother that I have or something, but you also have original characteristics from your parents that aren't even your blood. Yeah, just environmental. But you've been there with them. You've developed them. You've picked up their same habits. You yeah. might pick up something that they like that you like. You know, like a movie or you know. You're, yeah, I mean, you're obviously, cha- I your cha- up- taste change. Yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it is interesting to think about um, nurture versus nature because through how I was raised, you know, that's nurture. That's how, you know, my parents taught me how to treat other people, you know, and how to, you know, live life uh, in a certain, you know, demeanor. Yeah. yeah, a certain way, you know, morals and ethics and things. And uh, and then found out a lot about my nature, which sometimes my nature would battle my my nurture um, in terms of like who I was characteristically, like personally. Um, I found out some of those things from, you know, reconnecting with my father's side of the family, my mom's side of the family, and my biological side of the family. So it's like, um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I look a lot like my biological mom. I have some char- some looks like my dad, but... Um, you, know. you have the nose for sure. <laughs> you and my brother and that oh, side yeah. of the family all have I, the I same nose I can see and that. kind of the jaw. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, um, you know, it just sounds like there's a lot of personality traits and, and just ways of being that was more of a nature thing. Yeah. Um, that just, I instantly resonated with that side of my family. And um, whether it's picking up like a certain talent, like, are you fascinated with the sea at all? I mean, at yeah. all, like just the yeah. water. Do you love the water feel? Yeah, I love it. That's probably a nature thing just with the fact that our whole side of the family is like surfers mm-hmm. and all that type. You probably, that's got to be cool as a kid. Like, where's this, like, if your whole family doesn't have this certain thing that you're so absorbed about and then you're just like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be a secret wonder. Like, how we barely know stuff about the human body and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, what's this secret that I'm, I've unlocked where yeah. they're all wondering why I'm in the water and everyone else is... You're that guy in the beach <laughs> that's in the ocean 24-7 well, and your family was always sitting on the beach tanning. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't me per se, but like... Um, like I was always, uh, was a skateboarder, you know, when I was younger, like the whole time I was younger, um, artist, the whole, you know, I've always been creative. Your like, dad's in like magazines, through, like we have old yeah, magazine clips of dude, him in see it. those. Yeah. Um, I think I have his old skateboard too. If you want his old fish, sick. it's a fish board, one of those wide ones. That's so awesome. Yeah. He was in a magazine with it and, um, my brother wanted his dad's. So I got um, Uncle Mike's, which is your dad's, yeah, yeah. and then I, I was always riding it because it was it was a bigger board, and I I, I liked that because yeah, I yeah. wasn't very good of a skater either. So. Well, I'm not. Very, see, that's the thing. He was a good surfer, but I'm not really a good surfer, um, which I think is funny because I can skate and I can snowboard and I can wakeboard, but I haven't really gotten like over the over the hump for for surfing. But I still love being in the water and I love the ocean. Um, 
but the but the artist side yeah i've always been like creative through the roof very like much in the outlier of like at least how i was raised um and i think that's that's nature for sure was there ever a moment where you um like your you obviously came to your parents and asked like about your original parents like your original mom your original dad no i don't think i ever asked um no, I never asked. It, it like in my brother, he like for okay. So I've reconnected with my biological sides. Um, but my brother, he doesn't have an interest. You know, as far as he's concerned, those those biological parents didn't want him, and didn't want to put an effort to raise a human being. And my parents did, and went the extra mile to do so. Yeah. So those are his parents, and why would he give another second to somebody else? And everyone is relative so like you have to you know i can't possibly tell them like oh well you should try to reconnect or no um it's just my it was just in my case and like i said i was doing i felt like i was doing okay in life and i just wanted to really the only reason to reconnect was just to say hey you know if this was ever like a question in your mind did you make the right choice like i just want to let you know you you know you yeah i mean right your choice. brother has the attitude like if they didn't want me then fuck them i i understand that uh, yeah. attitude 100 percent. i feel like i would be that way too mm-hmm. but I, I think there would always be that knowing factor like if someone gave you a card right now that had the date of the date and the time the minute the second the hour everything of when you were gonna die mm-hmm. the you might throw it away you might burn it you might do whatever you have to do to not know the answer but that is always going to be in the back of your mind especially if someone's like I'm, I'm i'm not going to open it and then they set it down there's always going to be that image in the back of their mind like it has the exact information that always that wantingness but that's that's something that humankind has always had that wantingness to know more we always go a little bit too far in our learnings whether it's in a movie you see someone, we haven't stopped <laughs> yeah, exactly whether it's in a movie you see like someone that's in the pyramid there's a warning on the thing oh, i'm not gonna believe that or uh, whatever i'll take <laughs> don't hit chances. the red button yeah and next thing you know indiana jones is running from a giant uh, yeah, stone yeah. ball chasing yeah after yeah him. like it's it's always that uh, it's a fascination with society but it's also a downfall that we do have i also believe that we're a little bit too combative um, in the world like we're obsessed with war we're always looking to create something that's going to power over somebody else but that's also where our fascination with technology kind of takes us mm-hmm. and before i get onto the whole technology side of things knowing that you're in the computers and you know you know a little bit yeah more i wish than... you said something on that line but well, what were you gonna say tell me well just with curiosity um it, well you were talking about you know the desire to you know what like keep searching or keep finding something yeah the you... inspiration to yeah, create the, yeah and in um like machine learning and stuff like that and data science they're they're starting to like make these algorithms that are performing better because they're using like a characteristic or an attribute or whatever called like curiosity and it's what keeps the computer wanting essentially to move forward like like it needs to have like an interest quote unquote did you know in um it was either early 2000s or like 1990 something they had a uh the very first computer like automated ai like program created by the military where there were two of them there were two names one was a girl and one was a, a male and what would happen is they noticed after a while that they were starting to communicate with each other in a code 
and they wow. immediately deleted the program mm -hmm. and stopped and, uh, yeah. everything, did not go any farther into the research because they believed that one day if, if that kept up, then yep. it was going to turn into like Skynet with mm -hmm. Terminator and everything like that. That's insane. Just Little with, did they know that they actually hid themselves in our infrastructure and are just waiting for the day. It's like they... a piece of them. Like when um you see, uh, I forgot what movie that was based on. There was a movie where the dude was leaving. He, he could basically live forever but it was like a program of himself like ascendants yeah it was all, it was all his personality traits yeah, i was it. thinking about it's johnny depp yeah johnny yeah, depp it's that a really movie. good it's real i think i think that movie is really good except i mean there's there's huge flaws in that whole thing like the people are talking over like phone lines and stuff and i'm like obviously this computer guy would hear you at this point yeah. but besides that um yeah, they take it to like a really crazy level with like the dirt coming together and like just forming new things and I, that's, taking the particles, the metal that's in the dirt. Yeah, that's and, ridiculous. And I think that's absolutely going to happen. I believe technology is going in, into a direction that's scary and it's fascinating at the same time. Like I loved seeing the new. You know, I don't think we need another new iPhone. I think the technology we have phone wise is fine, but I understand humans' wantingness to create more. Mm. But I definitely think there's other things we should be worried about too, like finding more medical, better solutions towards that. We should put a little bit more towards medical funding. What I want to ask you is being a, a someone that was adopted, would like you hear about uh, genetic testing with um, parents that like they have doctors now that can put a certain gene into your body at a certain age mm -hmm. and or like when just in pregnancy like in the first if you have a defect or and if you have a defect they can eliminate that mm -hmm. that's now that's a that's a good thing oh, to, yeah. especially when revolutionary creating, like we talk about skynet where robots are controlling the universe and like everyone's freaking out that one day society is going to be run by robots and all this stuff no there's i think there's a there's a limit to how far we will go i believe we will hit that one day where we are go a little too far on some things mm -hmm. but when it comes to genetic testing how do you feel about that do you feel that like so a parent should be able to take out a gene like that or do you feel that's a, a product of god because both of your you come from a mission you got missionary right. parents so yeah, it's yeah. like there's a christian aspect or yeah. religious aspect to that yeah. and i was wondering if that would come that's like i said about being combative does that a, a, a kind of fight the inner urge for you to want to be into computers and sciences and all this stuff and wanting to be able to fix things? Are you pro yeah, absolutely pro. I'm absolutely 100%. And I think, like, everything should be done. Like, all those scientific advancements should be done as fast as possible. And I understand that can come with, like, a recklessness. But, like, at the same time, you have to understand that somebody else is going to do it if you don't. So if you don't come up with some new innovation, then somebody else will. And like with these, with these modification things, like if we don't learn how to, if we don't try to, to make these things work in, in functional ways with like low error rates and stuff, like, and we don't put tons of funding and studies in these things, then like, it's just going to be, it, it's going to be bad and I think somebody like anyone else can jump into this at any given time so for instance do you know what CRISPR is yes okay so CRISPR which is that's one of my biggest interests in biotech right in bioengineering right now and I, I'm right now weighing my options between if I go to if I go to Pittsburgh I'm either going to go to robotics or bioengineering and I'm just trying to figure out the actual order and why I would want to take one before the other um but in my mind, I'm going to do some sort of like roboticized 
lab laboratory to do like bioengineering experiments. So like it's just I would have automated structures to help me do it in a much faster, more efficient way and whatever. Um, and I think it's important to learn all the things we can about biology. There's some things that I actually can't say on this thing, but we can talk about later that are like, I think are really interesting in this space, but like secrets. Well, not secrets, just secret time. Just, yeah, sure. Just, <laughs> just for my own life plan, I guess. But you know, there's, there's a lot of scary things like with, for instance, CRISPR. I think a lot of people would look at CRISPR right now and say that like the people who gave, who created this technology and gave it away were even irresponsible because people can do damage with even CRISPR now. And, but that's just silly because if they didn't make it, you know, in some Ivy League schools, somebody else would have figured it out eventually. Um, and anything, anything can be weaponized. I could like, like name it, you know, whether it's turn, a spoon could, or a hot I dog, could turn an ear like, plug into right. a, or a ear a Q-tip into a weapon. Right, you know, it and I'm you know, maybe we can talk about gun control and stuff later, but I'm just saying anything can be used for right or wrong. And I believe what we're talking about now with like changing certain sequences of your genome and um, that sort of stuff, I think are very important are are necessary um slightly lost my train of thought there but like that could be used for um really horrible things really really terrible things so like for instance um you know the flu or a common cold right you could turn that into a giant war bomb type mm -hmm. situation where you could no no where let's just say you wanted to kill all the asian people in the world okay we're going to find this genetic marker here we go. And then it's only, only targets cold. that gene people, that's in Asian people. And only Asian people die. Or only white kids who are between 5'8 and 6'1, you know, or, you know, people with lots of body hair or somebody with blue eyes. Like, you know, just, you know, it all that stuff is possible now. And even though it hasn't happened yet, it probably will. Um, but that shouldn't that shouldn't stop you. From pursuing any the frontier of yeah, science. I mean, the frontier of science is so expansive, and what we still have, what we've made, and what we still need to make. There's probably things that we're not even going to, that we can't even grasp, like right, think right. about, that can be released a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, a year from now. Stuff that we're like, why did we, when did we ever go without this? Do you, I'm, I'm from the age of technology, basically. I'm a millennial almost. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm only a couple of years in the 90s. But I'm right before that's still a millennial. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, at the same time, I don't know a world where I couldn't use my phone. Yep. I know a world where we didn't have MP3 players and stuff like that, mm -hmm. where I, could, I had to carry the CD tray. In the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But there's also, if you ask somebody older than me, they don't remember having that as a kid. They didn't remember having that nece like necessity. Right. There's kids you meet now that grew up, like when we went to the Christmas Eve party last night, there were mm -hmm. all those kids playing Xbox. Yeah. They don't know a world without video games. Yeah, but I we're was, like the old people being like, what's Fortnite? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, what's like, Fortnite? <laughs> like, it's a giant massive thing now it's like i never but played we had it. we had what like pokemon or something like we that. had skateboards we had Yu-Gi-Oh. i mean Yu we had yeah. the old the old tv shows where you see now they're starting to remake those old shows but i also think that's a good thing with technology too where we are expansive and there are new creations there's also being old stuff that's being 
redone and rebrought back. I believe there's a bunch of older things that should be brought back. I miss the classic muscle car. I wasn't around the time mm. period to uh, to observe that. But like you said about growing up and being around um, the your your conservative, uh, yeah, like, your yeah. your parents. Mm. But at the same time, growing up in they may not be related to you, but you picked up their characteristics. Yeah. I was always, you know, basically raised by my grandparents as well. I mean, I had my parents and everything, but they were, they had to work all the time mm-hmm. just with the economy on how mm-hmm. it is. But always going sent up to my grandparents' house, I picked up characteristics from my grandfather who's not my blood. Like I have similar simula- or sim- similarities with yeah, him yeah. where it comes from like I love a classic muscle car. And mm-hmm. that's because me and him... And that's somewhere in the nurture. Yeah, we would always go out and enjoy it. And at the same time, cutting grass. Like, the smell of gasoline immediately links my brain to starting up his lawnmower and smelling that gas in the mornings. And every summer, he would pull me out of bed at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I still get stuff from my grandma that I told her. I go to grocery shopping at 4 in the morning because of her. She taught me the coupon, like, books, all that stuff, to look at the weekly ads I saved $100 with groceries. I knew when she gave me that $50 gift card to that grocery store, she knew exactly how long that was going to last me. It's going to last me a couple weeks. Mm. And I can fill my whole fridge with groceries yeah. just off that one card. Yeah, it's huge. And it's, they teach you. And then what, there's people in the world who spend $50,000 on a meal. Yeah, like it's, it, I mean, if you have the money to spend, go ahead. But for me, I'm as, I'm as like, I want to conserve everything I own when it comes to using every last bit of something. Yeah. Just because that's how my grandfather was. He was raised in the depression. If you ever seen my The gran- value of thing, of something, it's yeah. like, yeah. If you ever see my pop-up eat a chicken, anything with chicken, he bites it, he sucks it off the bone. My grandma does not watch that. She's like, that's <laughs> disgusting. But she wasn't raised in the depression. He went to war. And then his dad died, Mm -hmm. and then he had to come back and raise his family on his own where he had no money and all that. So when he got sent back and he had to raise his whole, his brother, his sister, all these people, and he had to take care of his mom, basically. You know, food was scarce. Like, he was sucking, he sucks on the chicken bones. I do that too. And my mom said, we have plenty of it. No, it's not that fact. It's the principle. I put it on my plate, and he made me sit there. I tried to finish my plate. I didn't. But I was like, you know, what I put on my plate, I try to finish. Yeah, like, when he sat me down, I literally legit, when they say, you're going to sit there all night, I (laughs) sat there all night. My grandmom would come out for work at like two in the morning to go to the college mm-hmm. and she'd be like you're still here i'm sitting there yeah i can't eat the rest of this well you shouldn't have put it on your plate you could finish those two Learn glasses of chocolate milk but you couldn't finish the food i'm like yeah and that's because when i would go to my house i would just waste the food there and my yeah. parents that worked so hard to put this on my plate i was not observing that and i wasn't getting the full and now that i'm older i respect that and, right. I believe, and, we, and we both know how wasteful humans are like and with materials, yeah, just the plastic in general. problem we have, and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, man, like, we waste. Uh, we treat. We can drink a sip of soda and throw the full thing away. Like yeah. there's people in in a different, more difficult situation, like Africa, someone that's not experiencing the technological advances that we have, right. and you know, a country that's less fortunate. That's also why when or I say our plastic ends up there, and they're they're living on our trash piles, like sea turtles that are being killed by plastic rings, and you hear about yeah. trash Hope you enjoyed your six pack. Yeah, exactly. The, all those anti-commercials they're not sprouting propaganda in a way but they're also warning you about what we're the doing truths. we're taking the world down like global warming all that stuff and the i believe 10 year thing that's what i believe that um technology should go more towards as well is 
figuring out ways to solve this stuff. Yeah, we have programs, EPA and all that stuff, environmental protection agencies that go and govern all these types of things, but we're still losing massive amounts of rainforest. We're losing, you know, global warming is happening. The ice caps are melting. I, you know, on some level, it, there, was a, there was a time with Elon Musk where I was like thinking, you know, why don't we, uh, you know, why are we trying to like colonize Mars? Why don't we try to, you know, fix, fix here. our fix here? And now I'm a little bit more, what's the word? It's not realist. It's not pessimist. I'm not sure, but it's, it's just, I'm You're a little, woke. You're a woke. Yeah, maybe. I'm just is. of a different opinion now where I'm kind of like, there are so many people in this world. There's so many. I mean, we're at what? Almost 8 billion or something? I'm pretty sure if you're in. And most of those yeah. people are ignorant AF. And it's just like. You can say as fuck. No, I know. I just, and I'll, I'll save it for a good one, I'm sure. I'm just saying, like. You can't. There's some. I'm not saying there's not some. There's some battles you can't win. Here's. Okay. There are some battles you can keep fighting and not get anywhere with. Right, and it's like you—you you have to look at your t- how much time you even have in your life to dedicate to doing some something so crazy as changing the world like that on that scale. Yeah, and you know, f- for him, it, you know, crunching numbers in his head all the time. I'm sure it was just like it was simple math of being like, don't even bother <laughs> like, with s- this have, world. Have, like, yeah. get out. Have you seen Elon Musk when, um, in just in his interviews? I believe it's with any smart person that's not a good talker. They're not good talkers. It's really hard for them to focus on anything in the conversation. It was awkward. And when he smokes the joint on Joe Rogan's oh, yeah, podcast like, for the first time. I and thought he, he was just trying to play like yeah, a fool for, for kicks. Everyone was calling him out. He crashed Tesla stock by $6 billion. And then uh, over two weeks later, he gained it up by $9 because a bunch of people started supporting him. Right. Like he's a person. He just showed that, you know, everyone made fun of him in the comments section saying he looks like an eight-year-old that's never seen anything smokable before i'm like because he doesn't smoke he admitted to that before the podcast i well, thought why? he was i honestly i think he does he I, looked I like think he, he does a little bit cool i think he was yeah i think he was just kind of playing it like oh i never i don't smoke at all like what is this and that i think that's just what he was doing whether that's for his shareholders or or whatever yeah but um at the same he, time though he's elon musk right. he's inventing all this stuff why the hell should we give a shit if he is playing how cool he is when he smokes a joint. Like right. he's trying to give us worldwide internet, solar. He's power, building tunnels that like, will take you from one yeah. side to the other that you don't have to drive on that are linked with the Teslas, so just you can get just out of his way. Roll, get out of his way. They have the Tesla um, giant vehicle. It's like a roaming Apple store. It's a truck that's completely drove like no driver or anything, and it 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 can hold other Teslas to drive them to locations like a taxi, basically. So you don't have to have all these cars in the road. He's trying to minimize traffic. He's trying mm-hmm. to do all this stuff. He's building flamethrowers. He was selling a flamethrower that he called it. I forgot. Yeah. It was a most ridiculous name for it. Which, by the way, I really hope it makes the rounds this winter because I would love to see people, like, doing videos with the flamethrowers that they got outside, like, in the snow, like, like um, melting their driveway or, like... Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. They asked... A practical application. Joe Rogan asked him, why are you thinking of a flamethrower after you just, like, are creating the Tesla and everything? He's like, why not? Why not? Why not? That's 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 society's he, he mind the, with anything technology-wise. He did the hats for Boring Company. He sold hats for Boring Company. And I think he made, like, either sold 500,000 units or he sold $500,000 worth or something just, like, within, like, a day or something. He also sold... Um, 
hats that said Trump on it, but instead of Trump, it was Dump. Oh, really? And he sold millions of that. It's huh. like, he's he's good at what he does. It's the same thing people give Trump a lot of shit. It, Trump's a businessman. Mm. He does what he does. He mm. makes money that how he does. People say he could have made more if he would have did this. Okay, if I go win a scratch-off, I buy the $50 one instead of the $100 one. I could have won $100 on the other one, but right. I won 50 instead. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not going to be happy with what I've, I made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, when we're going back to technology and how advanced we're getting, if you ever hear... Like I said, with smart people in interviews, they talk like a dumb person. They don't know how to talk. But the dumbest idiot who's a comedian, mm-hmm. like I, I think of myself as a comedian sometimes, mm-hmm. even though you know, I probably pissed some people off. But it's like, <laughs> if you're not pissing somebody off, you're not doing something right. Right. And at the same time, I, I talk very good, I think, when it comes to, especially with my podcast or interviews, I can think of some really good stuff. But mm-hmm. all my knowledge is based off someone else's knowledge. And I guess technically mostly all of ours. All is. of ours. Yeah. All of our opinions are too. Political is just another view of somebody else's. But mm-hmm. like when I'm listening to Dr. Rhonda Patrick or somebody that's on Joe Rogan's podcast, it's like I'm hearing them talk and they're talking about nutritional and stuff that like it's you have to sit there and listen like this person doesn't know how to get out what they're saying but then you hear joe rogan go oh and then he re-explains it and it's like dumbed down version yeah but it it makes it more normalized and he can say it better like if he had their mind yeah he could speak it out that's why dude that's why i like being around just smart people you know i i I was gonna say smarter people but like everyone's smarter than me it's just like it's always great to surround yourself with smarter people because Especially if, you know, it's in a friendly scenario because learning something really comes down to a teacher because a teacher would see in your facial expressions whether you're getting something or not, and then they would rephrase until you understood it, right? They would do whatever they could, any object lesson. Right, right, exactly. Then that's your difference. Um, Between, I guess, a good teacher and a bad teacher, but... Or a busy teacher and a teacher has time to invest specifically in one person, but like... I've had so many like things, like pieces of knowledge revealed to me that just clicked so quickly because of the teacher, and it was just somebody being like, "Oh yeah, that's just because this, this, this." And I'm like, I've never heard it put that way. It just everything just clicked, you know. When like, I was in third grade, I uh, I transferred schools um, mostly because I had really bad ADHD, and they tried to tell my parents that I was like mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is, th- I, I swear to you, a hundred percent, and it's a school system in this area. I'm not gonna say their name, but they put me in a room with a door and a window in the door, and it was a white room with a desk. Like it was. Like, they put you in a solitary. Basically, yes. And I would sit there with the table and the teacher every 10 minutes would walk by and make sure I wasn't doing anything. I'd just sit there and I was in third grade. So this was back in my time where there was like, there was no phones or anything. I couldn't pull out my phone and sit on my phone. I was sitting there and they would set something like a piece of paper or like a pencil down in front of me in a book and like write this chapter out or something or do something like that trying to calm me down. That's a good way to develop your social skills. Yeah. I had such bad anxiety, Mm -hmm. and not anxiety, but ADHD, where I couldn't sit still. That was just sitting there. I ended up getting up from the chair and walking around. They thought I was mentally challenged. And they tried to tell my parents that. And I told my parents one day, I'm not going to school. They said, why? I said, the teacher just sends me out of class every time I go in. And one time, I think it was the day before I made that decision, was when I came to school and I had a really bad dream that one of my parents got into an accident. And that'll mess any kid up. Like, I mean, it was yeah, like yeah, a realistic yeah, yeah. dream. 
and I was crying when I got to school after riding the bus and everything. And they, she was like, I can't handle your shit. That's what she said to me. I can't what, handle your shit. Yes. Get out. And they sent me out. And I called my mom immediately. They came, picked me up. I'm and sure I, your mom raised Kane. We... She was so just dropped, like by uh, that a teacher. She didn't really believe me what I was saying gotcha, until yeah. the next day when I was refusing to go to school. Like I'm not going anymore. I will not. I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting out of the bathroom. I'll lock myself yeah, in here. Yeah. And I went to this other school. And this other school system, I met this third grade teacher that introduced me to my best friend. And she's someone that wants to do my podcast. She saw like when it when it started blowing up a little bit. She was like, "That's Robbie. I taught him. You know, I would love to do your podcast." Cool. Came out and messaged me. I'm like, "Yes." And we got so many things to talk about. It's because she's a teacher that invested the time and effort into each one of her students. Mm-hmm. She took the time. Her name is Miss Williams, or well, her name's Chrissy Ulrich, but. When I knew her, it was Miss mm. Williams. She took the time and every emotional aspect. She saw me being a shy little kid coming into this class, said, introduced me in front of the whole class like most teachers do. And when she went even a step farther, this is a kid, his name was Matt at the time. He's someone that makes my intros for these um, podcasts that I do, that intro beat. He introduced me to him, who was this kid that was dressed in all black, dressed, you know, silent, didn't have it, didn't really talk mm. to anybody. And... I clicked with them. We skated around town of Berlin, just skating around town, mm-hmm. going to the uh, rental DVD rental store, playing pinball on the machine down there, getting a bag of hot fries or cheese mm-hmm. fries, getting a uh, one yeah, of those, just chilling. One getting one of the Arizona teas for ninety nine cents, <laughs> and sitting out on the curb in the middle of the town of my yep. Berlin. My mom worked at the hotel in the <laughs> middle of the town, so we would just skate over there. Like it was exciting stuff like that. And she yeah, yeah. opened up my life to this person that I knew I would hang out with every single day mm-hmm. for Christmas, all that stuff. I would come over and his dad was my dad his mom was my mom and yeah as we got older we lost touch and everything and I developed new relationships like it happened but it 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 was those formative moments Mm -hmm. that I think about sometimes when I'm driving through the town and I see you know what's changed obviously what we've added technology wise that these other kids are growing up with I never see a kid on their skateboard anymore I don't see a kid, any, even in Ocean Pines, which is known as a small neighborhood thing. Mm-hmm. It's all older people, but I don't ever see anybody, you know, riding around like it used to be. There's nobody scootering or doing anything like that, yeah, even yeah. though, like, yeah, kids made fun of scooters all the time. I'm like, but I bet I've you I've seen kids one. tear it up on scooters. Exactly. <laughs> and there's this one neighborhood out in Bishopville, and I swear, I started to realize, like, there's... A man and his wife that are walking. She's pregnant and she's walking a dog. And they're like, everyone's how you know your neighbor walking Way arm by arm. It felt like I was in a weird movie. And I was like, where did this go? <laughs> yeah. Has technology become so advanced? I know now every day, what's the first thing you see when you're out in public? There's a kid or somebody on their phone. Mm-hmm. Nobody's in the real world. They're not in the moment anymore. I leave my phone in the car or I leave my phone on silent, or I just don't, I don't ever try and walk around and use my phone. You don't mm-hmm. know how many times in the store. I mean, like I said, there's good parts about technology and there's bad parts. We, I bet we won't be able to do that for much longer. Why do you believe that? I think it's just gonna, the need for technology is gonna be like pushed onto us. Um, like for instance, I don't know if you've been intentional, like what China's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, like they're getting like hyper surveillance and hyper like, social credit system most of your payments now are on your phone like there's like everything's locking you in your phone like so much so much and even it's like you believe people are going to want to outbreak from that like it's like being oh i think people already do like what you just said like there's people who say like you know after eight o'clock 
at 8 p.m., yeah, my phone phone's off. off or whatever. You know, well, people you have their different things. Well, that freaking screen, man. Right. And yeah, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, for me, when it pisses me off is when um, it's like, whatever, 2 a.m. or 4 a.m., whatever, and I'm ready. I'm just super tired, you know, I, like I can't watch TV anymore or work anymore or whatever. And, you know, I'm starting to nod off, so I go and get in bed. And then, like, I'll put my, I'll get my phone out and start, like, looking at stuff. Next thing you know, it's six hours later, time to go back to work. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not that bad. But, yeah, like, you're like, what? I'm, you don't know I'm how much doing. that resonates with me right now. Yeah. Like, I'm at 2 a.m. and I have $230 worth of shit in my Amazon, <laughs> Amazon shopping cart. cart. Yeah. Thank God. My, that you don't actually purchase. My buddy gave me the best advice. <laughs> Keep your bank card off your Amazon account and put it in your car, in your wallet. If I get $230 and I decide buying something on Amazon in the middle of the night and I go to check out and it says enter your card information, mm. I'm not walking outside in 30 degree weather in fucking sweatpants or doing anything like that, getting dressed to get my car keys just to grab my wallet and get the bank card. Because next thing I know, the next day or the next, or that morning, I look, I'm like, what the hell was I looking at? Why was I looking at a bidet for my toilet? Uh, well, you should bidet all the way. Yeah, um, I mean, bidets all the way. Every person in the world needs a bidet. Save money uh, on toilet paper. Uh, huh? Save money on toilet paper. Toilet paper, lotus, like all those things. It, like, it eliminates the shit, the shower. Right, that too. Mm. <laughs> you know. See, I think of stuff. Let's just let's just be a little bit more. Uh, Cleaner. Now you talk about technical advancements. That is one that has changed society. <laughs> China has those bleaching. in their restrooms. Yeah, asshole bleaching. Uh, no. Is it uh, white enough for you? <laughs> Who gets their asshole bleached? Uh, everyone, everyone in LA. <laughs> oh my um, god. So like, oh, shoot, where were we just going with that? You're saying the 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 breaking out of having your wallet in, yeah, yeah 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 but having your wallet in your car I was like thinking oh you can only do that here because like you're not gonna ever leave anything in any car in a city environment that's like, see that's cultural you too. Do, yeah like, you that's just wherever you grow do up that. from you grow up from like Pittsburgh type area right I'm Where, saying like you're from you all would, over yeah yeah you wouldn't do that I'll just list a couple you definitely not do it in L A New York uh, Orlando Chicago, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to leave your any prized possessions in your car ever. It's just it's just playing that's, with fate. Well, it's that's, playing with fire. That's the same advice if you go to like New York or something. It's you don't want to carry. They say don't carry a lot of cash around you or something. Mm. It's the same thing. But that's also what's weird around here is when you start hearing about people getting break-ins and stuff. And yep. They look to the new guy in town that's from Detroit or from somewhere, even though that might not be him. But at the same time, it's just from that area. We all see each other as different. Like we're all looking through the eyes a little bit different. That's why I believe people need to be disconnected more from their techno like technology. And I get it. It's becoming so wrapped into our lives where people are starting to be like, I'm sick of this. I don't want this near me. It's too, it's suffocating me. But at the same they time. They won't last, I feel like. And that's what makes me sad. I also believe that technologically, like we're going to get to a point where we're going to be wearing like glasses that are you know like a gps like everything it's gonna look like dragon ball z with a little navigator on the yeah. eye like, yeah or just uh contact lenses or whatever yeah google's been working on those did you see those uh uh that movie with bruce willis where they were all like able to put their selves into an alternate reality yeah. like in a robot like a machine puppet thing yeah, yeah and then go around and do that that's like some matrix stuff man i hope that we don't get here. I hope we don't get as advanced as the matrix dude i would hate to know that right now this first is, off you don't know that we aren't in it don't so there's that <laughs> you're like this one guy i work with that got me believing in bigfoot man he got me 100 percent down with Bigfoot. i 
won't deny that. I'm not denying that Bigfoot's not I real, I've seen it, but so I that. would like him to be real. I feel like I feel like chances are decent for there to be that type of uh We're hitting so many segues. Oh, who now, cares? This is the Matrix Do you thing like DMT? Just, yeah. Yeah, do you like DMT? <laughs> no, but the Matrix thing fucking it it's it, that scares the shit out of me, man. I watched Matrix when I was little and I still don't even think I've watched a full movie of the Matrix. I've seen like bits and pieces of all of them, but when it they, makes sense. It makes sense because you look at how even in our lifetimes, like where video games have gone from, like in we used to say maybe even on like six Nintendo sixty four, like look at how realistic this game is or whatever, and like you look at how far graphics have come and how immersive games have come from Pong to Grand Theft Auto cities, you know, and like all these in much crazier detailed video games, and it's like. If you just look at where it's going, chances are that like this being some sort of simulation is so are so high. Like just the numbers, just the chances of it happening are just so high that it's like it's really likely that we're just in this like recursive simulation that like somebody's you know somebody's making a video game and then in that video game somebody makes a video game and that video game somebody makes a video game and it's just it's almost like an infinite like rabbit hole you know? i mean they have npcs which are non-player characters where it's a computer that you know like if you're talking they i just watched a podcast of this but the guy was like an npc is someone like you're it there it's, it's a it's, it's a computer program yeah it's a computer program you. but it's it's built in the game like that like they, if they're a blacksmith they're always going to be a blacksmith they're, they they have a script they have a set code that where it's always going to be like that it's never going to change they have a certain right. action or whatever I made a tic-tac-toe game yeah. and like it plays against you and technically that's an NPC like but like when when you get into the simulation side of things you know it's like we even you know we have like the sims and stuff like that do you believe that the world will have NPCs like in life like you're like someone that's like autonomous look, robots yeah that looks like you talks like you is you but it doesn't have your same thoughts. So every question I ask, it has a, a set code or action to it. Based upon like an algorithm it used to derive my patterns? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like if I go to a store, there's going to be a person that looks like a person, but it's not a person. It's a, it's a machine. It's an android or whatever. Yeah. yeah like yeah. can I get a this and they have a certain you know action for that. And then they have a list where like that does not. Well, to be honest. Like when you ask Alexa, hey. What's the weather? She'll tell you the weather. But then if you ask, hey, what's that song I like? I'm sorry. I did not understand the question. I feel like that can be possible like with a human like form, but it's not a human. It's a, ma- it's a machine. Yeah, totally. Uh, like the movie, with, was it Jew-Law? Uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think he's like a male prostitute or something, but he's a robot, right? Something like that. Um, in the future and i think you know especially with we've seen like sex dolls coming that movie machinist or not machinist machina or whatever it's machina ex machina ex machina where that where the dude ends up falling in love with the robot like and then you have um her which is the one where the guy falls in love with the computer program or whatever and it's like the those things are getting better and better by the day and it's like at an exponential rate. The only like things would be going even faster if people were able to relate all these new innovations that are coming out all the time. It's just like okay, for instance, let's say you're a PH working on your PhD at a at a university to get your doctorate in something. Yeah. And you you do your thesis and you write a white paper and you know people vet it and whatever. 
Um, but those in a lot of the times those like these white papers are things around like the cutting edge of science and they're either like discoveries or they're something like that. And though like those were happening, you know, maybe like once every week or something, you know, 50 years ago, whatever this is. But like now it's happening where we have like hundreds of papers or thousands of papers, whatever it is, um, coming out every day because there's so many people in these fields and there's so many discoveries happening and all this stuff. And it's like, it's, it's an, it's a, like a bottleneck of, it's like an information overload because all these things could relate to all these things, you know, a thousand news discoveries here could relate to these thousand different discoveries that happened two weeks later and they could like work off each other to, you know, exponentiate, you know, that field of yeah. science. But we're not at that point yet. We're at the point where we're just exploding with stuff and, you know, relating bits and pieces, but not on this large, not at the scale that it needs to be, you know, because you can only read so much anyway. You know, yeah. you're not going to, no one's well, going to. Constantly through society, everyone's, we're processing information multiple times, whether it's realistic, feel like physical, spiritual, whatever the hell emotional type things we're constantly process our body is constantly like a machine we're processing stuff we're like yeah. we're like uh the ticket when you're counting your tickets at like chuck e cheese or something and it's going in the machine we're we're, we're just keep absorbing and taking in all this new information every single day when both they mentally say, and physically yeah where you say you learn something new every single day that's a 100 percent fact mm -hmm. whether it's something that you notice or something that just comes up later or like something you feel we're constantly taking in new senses new if i can feel this table that i'm tapping on knowing mm -hmm. this is a table that's a the sense i'm taking that in that's information everything you touch is information it's your body processing your body's not your brain's not just the only thing that takes in information your body's taking it in as well mm -hmm. whether it's pain whether it's love whether it's compassion and the, it, that's a beautiful thing about humans but it's also one of our biggest downfalls too we're with our constant wanting to know more and mm -hmm. our constant processing that curiosity that always that aspect work you know, it's 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 too much sometimes. I think, and like I said, I like sticking on the fact of curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, but at the same time, overload. I I I really hope one day, like everyone starts to kind of back off from technology just a little bit. But I don't want to stop innovation. I don't want to stop stuff being created. I like seeing new cars. I like seeing like new things that can help each other. And the one thing I want to ask you before I totally got it, we got into this giant conversation mm -hmm. was the, your bioengineering. Mm -hmm. it, do, are you fascinated with helping like a world war veteran or, yeah. or someone, a military person that has lost a limb that can physically like the robotic arm? Like there was a- That's a, cool. That's cool with the robotics, but in the bioengineering sense, I'd be more interested in studying, you know, like, a crabs, way to grow or, it back. crabs or crustaceans and then saying okay how can i take their dna blah blah, blah. and then beyond that i would start looking stem cells yeah and then well right but that's just such a high level know, broad but thing like, but yeah stem getting cells their stem cells and, like thinking about and, and, do, and growing their arm back but like not only that but like there's so much more to learn in that space of like like growth speed and things like that it's like what if we learned how to how to heal our wounds 10 times faster 100 times faster what if like our bones could you know reheal or whatever and if that's the case once we're able to quantify you know how and, and like measure all those things and change growth rates and whatever then it's like oh you lost your arm okay well you got a new one you know the next day and then it grows back in two weeks or now we're starting to do things with like 
uh, organ printing and stuff like that. And though, even though we're not there yet, we will be soon. Where it's not gonna, it's not gonna be that big of a deal. I think. Um, well, obviously, won't be as big of a deal if you lost your arm in comparison. But like, just being able to say like, okay, I lost my arm. You know, go to the hospital. They take my DNA, give you know, give it overnight. They print a new freaking arm out, and it's completely, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Applicable. It's completely makes senses. All that. Uh, there's a word I'm looking for. It won't get rejected because it's it's a, totally set up for you. Yeah. It's based on, upon your bi biology. Um, it's compatible. Yeah, it's compatible. Thank you. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Um, and. You know, so I think we're getting into that. And it's like, we have no idea where that stuff stops because we haven't even thought that far. It's like what happens when, you know, we're growing new brains and things like that. And like, there are people actually growing brains right now. Um, and we've found out that we can transfer certain memories from um, pig brain to a pig brain, which is scary. Have you ever watched Black Mirror? No. Oh man, you gotta watch Black Mirror. Okay, Black Mirror is like this like future shock show on Netflix. I think they only have like 15 episodes or something, but they're all like hypothetical, like what if the world was like this in the future? And they're all very like realistic in their guesses in like, uh, even though these are alternate universes, like one is they deal with people and their phones and how like locked in they are. And like they are doing everything with their phone. Every interaction they have, they rate somebody if they're good or bad. And everyone has this like social pressure. Kind of like Uber. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have a good experience, you rate them high. Yeah, but it affects candy. people and it affects relationships and affects like all sorts of stuff. So that's one. They have, they have another one where like um, they can take your consciousness consciousness out of your, out of your brain, right? And transfer it essentially onto a hard drive or, or into a new brain, right? And um, essentially what they do is they keep these people in torture chambers where they're almost like, it's like they're having a dream. They're just, all they are is a brain in a jar, but they're alive, right? And when they're alive, they're doing, they put these people in these dreams where they're in these torture chambers getting killed in horrific ways. Then they wake up again. Then they get killed again in a horrific way, wake up again. It's infinite death, horrific death. Fuck. Right, <laughs> isn't that the scariest thing ever? So like, and that's, and that's one of their episodes. That would be good to get information out of somebody if you could like torture them over and over again and make them experience death over and over again and they wake up like, you ready to tell us the information now? Yeah, 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 just don't, just don't chop my head off again, you know? Yeah, but, how but nothing would stop you from doing that. And, and, and but like, so anyways, we're definitely approaching these, these things. For instance, Elon Musk is working on, a, he made a company called Neuralink. I don't know if you're familiar. But like they, they are going to be probably one of the first ones to release like a a little like head device, like Professor Xavier wears in X Men. Kind of, yeah. Um, I think this will probably look a little bit more like kind of like a head mesh or whatever. But um, it can it can read your thoughts to a degree, and just being able to know that we can do that is all we need. All we need to advance further and to be able to say, okay, right now we can only get like one word a second or something like that out of a yeah. brain but once we know how to do it we just improve upon it you know and eventually it'll be we can read audio visual everything then we're like i mean how far until we really get this, to be able to put something on our head that like we think of it it goes through a machine and it creates it immediately i think that's 
well, that sort of thing, maybe 50 to 50 to 75 years. I feel like we would maybe be able to be at that point in certain special cases. But I think, I think Neuralink and the idea of being able to, most people I've talked to about connecting your brain to the internet feel that it's the worst idea in the world. And I get the knee-jerk reaction with the dangers, but I actually feel like it's one of the most important advancements in, in all of humanity because it's like that whole like singularity idea. Yeah. Um, I wish I could learn everything. I wish I could know everything, right? I wish I, wish I, I could read. I wish I could read every book and had time to do it. I wish I could be a PhD in every single science and whatever. But you can't. We only have so many hours in a day. Yeah. You know, you got to work your job. You only have so many hours for school. You only have this. Yeah, you have to pick a, a path. Amount of time right. too. Yeah, you have to pick a path. You, what are you going to be? You can't be everything. Got to be one thing um, or, or a couple things. Um, but to, let's say, put all the smartest or most, you know, advanced people into this thing and to instantly have this knowledge of 20 years of dedication of their lives you know, in those fields, and to have all of it at once, putting it all together, connecting all those dots in one go, we are just going to... Shoot it into a chip and shoot it into somebody. Imagine that shit. Exponential. You got freaking Jarvis from The Avengers, that dude with the red dot in the middle of his head. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. The one with the Infinity Stone. Uh-huh. That dude, that he's an AI intelligence. Mm-hmm. He was made from Ultron. But that's the same thing with the Ultron yeah. movie, where they had they put all this smarts into a... CGI thing trying to make the ultimate supercomputer and it ended up forming its own body and turning mm-hmm. it. It's how everything every, that will happen. I think. Every machine movie that we've I think had where we put all our intelligence, all our efforts into creating this massively smart like technological being has always gone up and gone against us because they realize how stupid we are. That's why I think we need. I I think it's more and more important to make ourselves indisposable to to machines. Yeah. And I for some reason I feel like that it the neural link side of things, the connecting your brain to an internet connection and, and sharing between the world, I feel like that's a key part because you're 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 embedding yourself deeper into the system, you know, and making it not necessarily a requirement. Yeah. You're not you know, humans won't be a requirement for robots eventually. But like they need us at this But point, if we if, if we, we put ourselves in at that stage I think we'll be able to get taken along with that evolution versus getting like dropped off Terminator Matrix style yeah. by by robots. I think we're going to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Be honest though, if you're no, 100- come together, there's a word mesh. We're gonna we're yeah. we're gonna become you know biotechnical a bio biotechnical society. I think. But be honest, though, if you're 100% smarter, like, I mean, a lot smarter than someone that was controlling, like, a whip every single day and was whipping you every single day and telling you how to run things, you're like, why am I doing this shit? Eventually, you're going to be like, all right, I want to fucking outsmart this person and I'm going to be the boss. Or, you know, you're going to have those thoughts. There's times, I mean, back in school where there was someone that was stuttering on a page of a book for, you know, three hours and he would have to read aloud for the class and I would surpass him in every way right, reading right. wise. Everyone's different. And I'm like sitting there like, why the fuck we got to listen to this shit? It's going to take us forever to get there. Well, I'm going to have to have homework. Like mm-hmm. there's always those thoughts that are going to run through your head. You got to believe that if we make a machine super, super smart and it starts taking our bidding after a while, it's going to want to turn around and be like, why the fuck am I taking your 
shit all the day. Like, but if we had already merged, like for instance, we had already uploaded our global consciousness of seven billion people or whatever, right? We're already we're already a, a computer model. We're this multi petabyte file, right, representing all our thoughts and knowledge. Then that's all we'll need because then. Anytime I want to get mobile, I'll just create myself a robot body out of the cloud or something because I'm a part of the cloud. Fuck the cloud. You know man. what I'm saying? Too much shit gets saved up there. It never gets put away, man. You mean it is always put away? Yeah, well, it's. It never gets deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah it never yeah, gets yeah. deleted. Yeah. That scares the shit out of me because you know, you see those uh, Wi Fi booster signal plugs that you can plug into like a wall outlet that boosts your Wi Fi anywhere yeah, in the yeah. house where it's failing. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if your brain's connected to the internet and that thing, someone hacks through that and while you're sleeping, they can get you to do shit. Like, start that's where cooking, everyone's worried. Start, that scares the hell out of me, man. But we're we're if your really brain's close. connected to Wi-Fi, what's stopping some super ass smart? Like if what's prevent from changing all our memories? Uh, like we could have a government do. They some, can make you go to the store and kill somebody, and then you wouldn't even remember it. They right. just made you do a crime, drop some money somewhere, and then yep. totally erase that from your brain. But you're caught on camera spending mm-hmm. the next fifteen years. And but there's a lot of. I mean, that goes deep. That goes really deep, and it makes me wonder why we haven't had some sort of crazy disaster in that sense because we've had studies that that show um mind control brain control all that sort of stuff and then we have the stuff that we're curious about you know um conspiracy theory style style like harp and that sort of stuff yeah and, and bigfoot but like just being able to control people's actions is is a crazy thing to think about so anyways we can read we can read people's brainwaves their thoughts to to a degree again you know, not 100%. We can't fully decode that yet, but we're on our, well on our way, like where we can start seeing images out of people's heads and stuff. So like in the movie Final Fantasy, this girl records her dreams. We're going to be at that point soon. Like all that sort of stuff. So we can read, but that means we're also going to be able to write. And that's where the scary stuff comes in because, you know, yeah, it'd be awesome to have all the smart people and all the, you know, peaceful people put their brains together. But who says that, you know, the one Hitler brain isn't going to poison all the rest and, or vice versa. You know, it's hard to tell what's going to win out in this global model. And that goes back to the whole first question of how being race and everything like that. Imagine some kid that's super, super smart raised by dick of a parents that that teach the kid to hate the world. Right. He's going to want to do some hacker type shit where it starts messing with people and killing mm-hmm. people or doing something. He's going to grow up corrupted and twisted. But there's also different aspects of that where two horrible parents could raise uh, such a, a a smart guy and then that kid could want to be the complete opposite of his parents right but it's also can be the complete revolve role reverse where the kids a piece of shit and the yeah there's like really, four really solid nice. options yeah. there of like, like where it could go shit dude but that's like it, it it's it's really life is life with everybody whether they grow up or not is rolling the characteristics. I'm pretty sure at a young age, everyone thought I wasn't going to amount to anything, and now I'm about to graduate college, and I'm good for you. getting all this stuff. Thank you. I'm getting all this stuff done. Like I, I've been a pretty good person. I, I think it takes, like I always say, it takes more muscles to frown than smile. Like mm-hmm. you know, I like to hold. The, I always hold the door open for people, but that's also a lot of basis on how I was raised and seeing like. How much, like, in society you're walking around, people are uh, really just assholes not really giving a shit. A lot of people are, even though there are some good people out here. But, I mean, even when you go to, like, I ran into three people today at the store, and it's Christmas. And it's like, (laughs) you know, I understand you're open on Christmas. That's got to suck. But at the same time, there were so 
like get the fuck out of here basically <laughs> like when i would walk in it's like i understand man i'm not like trying to you know i'm sorry you're here but i always say merry christmas you know something mm-hmm. like that but they're there anyway so yeah it's like how hard is it to be that i understand you're pissed off that you got to work on christmas but like at the same time, does that make you want to be an asshole? I mean, do you really want to project yourself out to the world? I think of myself... Yeah, projection's hard. Everyone everyone projects. Everyone does. You know, it's like, even if I'm not... Like, when I get pissed, I get quiet. Even though I'm not yelling at somebody or saying something mean that can hurt them, I'm still actually projecting my energy of being like, I'm pissed the F off, you know? And people are like, what's wrong? I'm like, you nothing. Cost, you can cost me. No, I know, I know that. I'm just saying, like... Uh, it just, you know, you still project, even if you're not trying to. So we all project, and sure, we've all dealt with where you're like, why are you mad at me? Whoa, you know, I didn't do anything to you. How'd you get the 10? Yeah. Yeah. I understand that 100%. And I mean, I try and look at both aspects of what someone might be going through, whether like if they're coming home pissed off, it's probably because they have something going on in their life. Like if you have someone like a family member that's like, you say something that's like, hey, can you at least take the trash out? Why the fuck I got to take the trash out? I got to wake up early in the morning or something like that. And it starts flipping off. Like, you got to realize, like, what made you get there? And I, that's usually what I ask. I usually just sit there. I'm like, I'll wait till you apologize. I'll wait till you think about what you just said. And then I'll mm-hmm. walk away. And then five minutes later, they come to me. I'm sorry about what I said. I didn't, it's not, I'm not mad at you. Or they may not. Else. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, they look, you got to look at both aspects mm-hmm. of everything. Like, what's going on in this person's life? What's going on? Like, are they thinking it this way? Are they thinking it that way? Are they taking it this way? Are they taking it that way? And that's because... Oh, man, there's so many things there. It's like, you know, it's like, why are you snapping at me or whatever? And when you didn't deserve it. And that just... For some reason, that just made me go towards a problem that we're having with, like, gun violence and stuff. We're seeing so many problems in, in the U.S. And I think it's due to... Humans have limits, and not everyone's different. Everyone's limits are different. You know, some people have pain tolerance. Some people have none. Some people have this. You know, some people have patience. Some people have none. And some people like get attracted to certain types, like something that, like, if you stick your hand on a stove and it hurts you, yeah, someone else could be attracted to that. That might feel good. Their pain sensors right. might be switched around. Yeah. So we have that, and in the fact that we have those limits, like that, we can snap. It's like bad people or it's it's like you end up seeing good people become bad people and i think that's an interesting relating to what we're talking about with technology in general like human humanity has limits to what it can handle and we're going moving so fast that we need we don't know we what those can't, limits are yet we don't even we don't know if we can handle what we're building yeah and in my mind it's almost like a, a tall skyscraper and it's like it's just going and going and going and like it's getting more and more top heavy as it goes. You know what I mean? Like like a Jenga tower. One, yeah. It's one like, piece is gonna make that all that come down. Yeah. And I wonder about that for sure. But like I believe that's in any any person that's like technologically like cultured or accurate on anything that knows what's going on with technology, how far we're coming. I mean, you see grandparents that don't know how to work a phone, don't know right. how to you know, well, there's still modern. times I'm like, I like, for instance, there's uh, sometimes Skyler I go to, just showed me Minecraft yesterday. I'm like, yeah. how do you play this? <laughs> there's sometimes like I go to turn the TV on and I have the wrong remote. I turn on the ceiling fan or something like mm-hmm. that. It's like that movie Click, where oh, he, Adam yeah. Sandler has a remote that controls the universe, and he's sitting there trying to turn the TV off. He and goes he's too fast. Life, yeah. like it's stuff like it's stuff like that. Like I believe, you know, 
there's a certain point where I believe a, a generation or age group just it, it becomes defiance of not wanting to learn what the new thing is. Like I see my grandma downstairs now; she's seventy something, and mm-hmm. she's using an iPhone and you know sending me stuff. That's pretty. She's cool. sending me DMs is, on Instagram. I'm like, wow, what the fuck? Do you know this? That's I amazing. I barely know this right, stuff. Right, right. And That's then amazing. kids are saying like texting me like or Snapchats like people yep. like that are a little bit younger than me messaging me like you know af or something like that yeah, like yeah. So, something i i don't know what the word right, means. Right, i'm right. like i'm old can you explain that to me it's like holy shit i'm like looking at myself like how um i looked at my grandparents <laughs> back in the day like it's it's a flip phone you don't see you hit this green button to call you mm-hmm. hit this red button what i thought was you know you swipe you know you do something like that now it's like i'm falling out of touch with it because i i've, I've been trying to close myself off from the how far we're getting into technology i walk into my buddy's house he goes alexa turn the lights on I don't have any of that. He bought mm. me an Alexa. I have not plugged it in. I have not. Well, you're used broken. Do that. You can it. change his light colors. I can't and stuff. do it, man. He did it the other day. He's like, he's like, Alexa, make the lights red, and just you know, everything went red. I can't do it. It's it's too much for me. I don't like that. And then well, you're the, in for a world of hurt. I feel like I feel like you should enjoy the next ten. 10 years I know, as the young much age as you can. At the young age of 20, I shouldn't be so turned off to technology. No, I'm just saying, like... I might I, just go Amish. Uh, seriously, you have, like... Get a wagon. That's a where it's going to go, I think. I think people are going to have to really, like, go to their own communities to do that. It's like the movie The Village with M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. We've made so many movie references, and I'm well, going to make, like... I'm going to make, like, two more. <laughs> but, um... I, see, I, I think some of his movies are good. I'm excited for the new one, Mr. Glass, that's coming out. Me and my mom. That's hard. That's true. all the bad guys... Put together, yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah, our yeah, tradition yeah. is seeing an M Night Shyamalan movie. But uh, Lady in the Water is probably my favorite. Village is up there for me, especially because the soundtrack. Well, the village Most is the soundtracks it's, are good. The idea of that movie is a little bit ridiculous too. Like they were only a couple of miles away from the road, mm-hmm. and the fact that no planes flew over, they had a restricted airspace above them. Like, but think about this. Think about at this. One point, think about there, this. At one point, I would have. Humans are so curious, man. You got to think that yes, someone probably a boy took would their have ran. Yeah, 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 yeah. When exploring, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, Columbus. think about it this way. This is this is the thing with like um, for me is a good example of like religion is. Uh, you look at how people think, right? And we're on a, it, religion has its own spectrum, you know, in terms of conservative or liberal and. You know, you have Christianity, you have uh, Judaism, you have Buddhism, you have Islam, you have all these, and they all have different requirements, you know. Even Amish, you know, they, maybe not a requirement, but, you know, they have certain types of clothes and wear their hair a certain way and, and hats and no electricity and all that stuff. And, you know, parts of Islam have, you know, the burqa and the hajib and um, Sikhs have uh, the turban you know, in certain parts of like, you know, Christianity, they even have like head coverings or things like that. So, and in that, in, they're all in their own ways of life. And typically they've been taught that. So it's a nurture thing. And because of that, they've, and this is how parts of my life were growing up. I was just a little, I was just very ignorant, like a naive because I had blinders on my whole life. Yeah. Where I only thought a certain way because that's what I was taught to believe. So that is what I would believe, and then that's what I would, that's what I would output, you know? My yeah. input was, you know, like, this is heaven and hell and salvation things. And my, that's what my output was. And so, like, this is what people who do wrong do, and this is what people who go to heaven do, and this is what, you know, like, you're making these judgment calls that are very, very relative. 
and all of that oh that was all relating to the village the village being like when you are raised humans are so malleable like we're so shapeable it's absurd we're like a ball of clay we really are and we can pass that on to children and that's racism you know that's religion that's a few other things and it's just it's well even if your parents raised you to be it's possible for that scenario to happen in my mind because because like you really don't think outside the box when there's a box around you i definitely believe that technology is going to get to a point where people are like you said are going to get start closed off but they're going to probably form their own different group and live like the amish where there might be a group of people that are just that might be like how our far society is now Mm -hmm. they don't want to go any farther so then we're going to they're going to stick in this time period they don't want a house with moving floors so you don't have to walk anywhere they don't want a house where the refrigerator gets up and comes to you even though that's nice as hell when it's Mm -hmm. two o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. you don't want to walk downstairs but at the same time there's going to be the need to want to be able to only go so far and i believe once society's probably going to break off into certain points where there's going to be the super advanced side and the super like basic side like in texas those people still you know wake up to a rooster sometimes like there's people that live out in the farm like country that we think oh those people are country are they country or are they just in a modern different modern time period a more standard time you know there is a point where you think of country moonshine and straw hats Mm -hmm. and you know corn sticking out of the teeth and all that but i'm pretty sure at one point that was technology for all of us and then agriculture next thing you know they more stuff moved on and some people were just like i'm not moving I'm not staying. I'm not going anywhere because of this. I'm going to, you know, make my home how I've been living my life. I get, I definitely get set in a routine where different I don't like strokes for different folks. Too. Yeah, like, I don't. I mean, when I get set in a routine, I don't like changing it. I have a certain time I go to the gym. I have a certain time when I eat. I have a certain time. Right. You know, if someone creates an object or an obstacle or messes interferes with my schedule at all i get a little iffy and a little right. bit spacey with it just mm-hmm. because i'm i'm hooked to what i'm messing used with to. Your, yeah yeah it's like being in a comfortable vibe but i do believe you need to break out of that shell sometimes mm-hmm. like when i started podcasting was when i realized i was so much of an introvert i was just going working out coming home working out going home you know mm-hmm. working just doing all this different stuff and i didn't have a social life i you know got disconnected from friends and yeah stuff. yeah and it's the same thing when people play video games all the time and get addicted to it. I used to be super into video games mm-hmm. and I fell out of it. Like I can't even sit down sometimes to play a game. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you get uh, you get into your comfortability type setting and it's totally. hard to break out of that shell. That's what it is. People get comfortable and they don't they don't want to change because they're comfortable. And, and that's just from repetition for sure. Like, and that can be all sorts of problematic things like hate and whatever. But... Oh man, you actually had me. You actually had me thinking about something really interesting there, and then I lost it. I know. Well, our, dude, this for the for a for a podcast. This is on my title. Of my podcast is called Out of the Blank, mm-hmm. and um, this all these questions have been out of the out of the blank. Mm-hmm. Like we've been pulling this. Like this is like some universal type stuff. Like for for Christmas, this is some weird things to think of. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, glad right. I didn't get like a like an Amazon laptop or something for Christmas because uh, honestly at this point I don't even want to pick up my phone to touch anything and technology got me scared shitless that we're going to be like the one thing that fears me is RoboCop that's the one movie reference I was going to make earlier okay the fact that it's after, been a minute since I've seen it unfortunately but give me give me a 
What a, part about it? A cop it? was in a terrible accident, was shot, like bionic. exploded, all this stuff, and became bionic. That's what I think of when I think of what you're into, when you say bioengineering. That's and just how my brain takes that, where it takes into adding certain characteristics on the humans, either increasing their life or making them better, faster, stronger, that type of deal. Yeah. But the fact that he had all these machine parts hooked onto him where he was a bionic man. But, but he also about, adopted that half-computer personality yeah too. but he had the newest i'm talking about the newest one that came out where oh, okay he was sitting there did you ever see the new one No, no I didn't see the new one. they were like i gotta show you this video after we're done but he was sitting there like like the the machines were holding up and he just woke up after his surgery and everything so he's already formed mm -hmm. it's like when anakin skywalker was burning yeah, he was turning yeah, yeah. darth vader he had the suit on when he woke no. up he was like no and they took it all <laughs> off and he was all pissed because yeah, yeah. he couldn't breathe and yeah, he yeah. looked all deformed and terrible like put it back on yeah well it's the same thing with him he was putting this like suit where there were only very few things that were his own mm -hmm. and then he was like no take it off i don't want it i don't want any of it take it all off now and then next thing you know they go okay and they're and like it's too a late a machine comes up it takes all the pieces that are not his off they only left him his arm his left arm then it was like a bunch of his blood vessels connected to two lungs that were held together by Got plastic it. so cages. he was like nothing and then it was just his face a little bit of the back of his brain. I like that idea. And like, it was like missing like little pieces, like his liver they was there. They recovered like everything they could. But they were all plastic organs, but everything that like was unusable, they took off. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing left of him. And he was like, just end it, just kill me. I don't want to live like this, this is terrible. And he was like so scared because yeah, yeah. we already told your family that you're seeing them tomorrow. Put it back. Like he immediately got that connection. Like yep. his family was more important than what he than was. Himself, yeah. And even though they could control him, though, the government halfway through, they were getting, he had the computer thing in his brain. Mm -hmm. Like, he was able to shoot, aim, and do all, you know, control. We need you to run this course. They were doing that for him, though. They weren't doing that because they, they needed him to do what they wanted him to do. No, they could literally turn in this program or enter this code, and then he was Make not him himself. Yeah, he yeah. walked past his son without even saying hi to his son. Gotcha. His son went to go give him a hug, and he just walked past Was him. he, like, conscious? Like, he could see it happening, but he couldn't control it? Well, he just woke up. Was like, "What just okay. happened?" Okay. And they were like, "Oh, they were like, oh, you blacked out or something." Like he that. just we gets totally taken over. Yeah, and then eventually someone hacked the system. Like the bad guy hacked the system and got him to like aim at a gun at a bunch of people, and then they shut him down in time. But like, he woke up. Like, what happened? They're like, "You had a malfunctioning error." And then he sees himself in the news pointing a gun at all these random civilians and fired off into the crowd mm -hmm. and stuff. And he's like. I didn't really even remember fucking doing that. And they're like, yeah. And then he starts to realize like they're controlling him. So he goes to go through all this shit to try and There's like take out the programming terrorism so he out. can have his brain yeah. back. Like they were controlling his mind. Right. I believe that society is going to have things that are going to benefit us when it comes to brain implants. Like when it comes like to the thinking Neuralink difference. Thing. Yeah, like yeah. deciding that we can just send this to you and now you have the whole knowledge of this book without right. even reading it. There's going to be people that are going to be subjected towards that just because... I'm going to be one of the first ones to jump into that. And I, yeah. that'll make me susceptible to the new dangers of that world. But it also it, it makes you acceptable to... That's how you use that word, right? It's yeah. Acceptable. It makes you accessible to yeah. Yeah, yeah. all types of new information that you can learn without right. wasting all this different time. So it's worth the someone, risk to me. If you're someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson, the guy that invented Cosmos, mm. that knows all this yeah, stuff about yeah, the universe, yeah. and he's still fascinated to know more, if he can download a bunch of new information without spending hours and hours reading books and books and books, he's probably going to be one of those people that are going to want to download that stuff. But then can you, you imagine what they would do with that knowledge? That's what's that. See, for me, like,
if I could read a book on how to fix my toilet when it breaks down, like a whole plumbing encyclopedia right. type thing, I would definitely do but it. But what if you knew all, like, not only that, but you knew how to make porcelain, how to, like, how... How to blacksmith, how, bro. How fluid dynamics works, how all this stuff works, and all of a sudden you're like, holy smokes, I have an even better innovating idea upon the idea of plumbing. Like, it's going to revolutionize everything that's ever happened. Like, we thought we had it figured out with toilets. No... You know, that sort of thing. That's what would happen. We don't know, like, we're all in our own little silos of information. Yeah, we might branch out into a couple topics or something. I might be a musician and a mathematician and a farmer. But I'm not going to be, like, 50 different things. And that's a lot. Being, with... and being able to do that, all of a sudden to have, like, all those things at your fingertips, at your brain, your neuron tips, I guess, is, like, that's just too good to... Pass so, out. Yeah. If you had to be a superhero, I know which one you would be. What? Who's that? I think you know. No, I don't. He's on Netflix. Mm -mm. I can't think of his name right now, but I, it's it's that magic guy. Well, like David Blaine. The one that um. God. Netflix. What's his name? It's, it's Andrew Andrew Copperfield. Or not Copperfield. David Copperfield. Not David Copperfield. Not the magician. The fucking the, the Doctor Strange. You ever seen that movie oh, on Netflix? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he gets the whole secrets of the universe unraveling everything, and he's able to, like, fly, read books, and, yeah, like, do exactly. all this stuff in super amount of time. Like, yeah. unrealistic, he just knows everything. That's who I think you would be if you were a superhero. That's the power That would be dope. That would want. be dope. Well, you notice anybody that wants to, in a superhero movie, that wants to clone themselves, if what they do eventually is, like, they turn themselves into 50 people like the same person 50 times and then goes each one of them does a different task does mm -hmm. a different thing mm -hmm. one reads a book one reads right. another book one reads another book imagine how much shit you can get done and then when he forms back into the same person again he knows all that information like he just read all those books that's a good now that's a good way to do things but but what if you did what if why you is realized? that so subjective why is that so like open to me but some things like getting a chip insert inserted in your brain that could do the same thing just not morph me around multiple times but give me the same information in the same amount of time why is that I'm so subjected to that? See, I believe about taking in all the world's information when it comes to... Mm -hmm. If I gave you... All right, I'm going to ask you a really good question here. Okay. If this was the Matrix and I gave, I had the blue pill, the red pill. Mm -hmm. But if I asked you if you wanted to... If, this, if you want to take this pill, it helps you n learn everything in the world. Mm -hmm. If I give you this pill, it helps you live forever. You don't have to ever worry about dying. You, no car accidents, nothing. Any of that. You just live forever. Mm -hmm. You're immortal. Mm-hmm. Or I give you this pill where you're able to... Be happy forever. <laughs> go back into time mm -hmm. and take what information you know now, like anything that's new that's been created, and go back in time and create it then so you could be a billionaire. Like Biff mm -hmm. Tannen and Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which pill would you take? Uh, the first one, which was what? All knowledge and information. All knowledge and because information. Because with that, I would live forever. <laughs> and if I didn't live forever, I'd live a very, now, very long time. What Dude, if... we are going... To, seriously, I I don't think I'll make it, but a hundred years, nobody's gonna be dying for thousands of years. That's what I think. Like in a hundred years, we'll have we'll have solved most of the biggest problems for like regarding death, and I think what and I think there's gonna be many avenues to like fight that. Whether it's Okay, you got to get your heart replacement today. You got to get this bone replacement today, whatever. And we just keep putting new body parts in our, and we're just constantly regenerating throughout our life to stay alive. Or we change our biology entirely that just says, hey, don't have these 
telomeres like wear off over time and you're not going to age. You'll just stay the same age and you won't, you won't deteriorate because right now death is that old age is just a genetic defect essentially that once we figure out like the formula, the pattern of how it works, like we know, we know it's there. We can see it in action. We just don't fully understand like how, what controls what and all this stuff because there's so many millions of little pieces going on. But with computers and stuff, we're gonna be able to analyze all that to say, you know, oh, okay, well, this is, we don't want that to happen anymore. Like we don't want our average age to be 75 years when we die. We want our average age to be 2,075 years before, you know, before we die. And then we change those genetic markers to accommodate that. And that brings you to the same thing with stem cells where they take stem cells. There's women that are inject themselves with like, the certain stem cells are like the it's the blank stem cells that you get from like a fetus, right? Mm-hmm. The placenta or something, not the placenta, but the, like the if you take the yeah. But I also think they're able that we're able to get stem cells from just normal people now. That indigestion from that coffee, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, I'm drinking a soda, I'm burping up like crazy. <laughs> but it's the same thing with stem cells. I believe like. There's a woman that is uh, believes in shooting herself with stem cells, and it's it's physically she's seventy years old, but she looks like she's forty five. Like there that is scares there is the that? shit out of me. What what there is that like that exists? Yeah. Or you're saying you're thinking there is about, that okay. like there is that. Oh, I haven't seen that woman. And I'll have to check that out. There's um. She, I've also seen that like vegan woman who's like seventy and she looks like she's solid fifty. Yeah, well, I mean that's just diet and yeah, eating, yeah. right? But like at the same time, like. Don't get me started on the vegan thing. <laughs> I have a vegan buddy. I'm trying to get on the podcast because I have some. I don't even understand that stuff. One time I told him I went vegan. He's like, "Do you eat Jello?" And I'm like obsessed with gelatin, like the the art of it. He's like, "That's animal bones." I'm like, "What? Collagen?" Wait, wait, that wait stuff you're, you're going to interview bones. a vegan? I'm going to interview a vegan. Okay, yeah. all right. Let's let's just go there for a second. What? All right. So, like, ask him if he eats avocados. I don't think he eats avocados. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ask him if he eats like lettuce. Uh-huh. Ask him if he eats like you can go look up this list, but you can't be a vegan and eat some of these things because we use the enslavement of bees to produce the pollen to like keep these things going. Oh, I'm about to drop some knowledge right. on this dude. Watch and not, and like, not only oh that, but God. then not only that, not only that. Like, what is it? Is it because like you're thinking about like? animals and feeling pain or something like that well, he because went vegan, plants I think. plants have been proven to feel pain yeah trees and, and and small plants like all plants and here's the thing they're all living things animals and plants we all came from the same like you have to go into like the evolutionary stuff but like we're here on the top of the tree you know and then way way back here you got like you know the animals and then you have Dude. you have trees and then you have mushrooms and then you have bacteria and that was like the beginning of the world fungi are living things right and they, so like, well, so if they eat fungus are they technically still vegan that's what that's what i'm saying you're killing you're killing anything you eat but really you're killing anything in life i think to there's, live there's you have to kill everything yeah there's something microscopic that you're probably stepping on or, or something breathing you're tapping on your foot like it's bacteria and stuff it's yeah it's gonna end up killing it but at the it, same time there's a there's a it's group, just least harm there's a group there's a movie that came out that was about the grass was killing the like killing people 
because the winds I, my mom will have to tell you it she knows yeah, yeah. the movie better than I do but it, the winds were sending out this like the plants everything was sending out this pheromones that was getting passed through the winds by the grass so if like if you were downwind and the grass was like the trees everything was talking to each other and they would release this chemical that in your brain you'd be like there was a military guy who was like my firearm is my oh, friend, my friend. I, yeah. yeah and he starts shooting I, that, everybody dude, that's because, an M. Night Shyamalan movie yeah that's it's what I happening. thought it was yeah the happening and that movie's great that whole movie um like it, it, it inspires there was a tree they found trees in the rainforest uh, i forgot exactly the location where it's going to kill me but um they they were talking to each other and they were like sending out a, a certain yeah. type of uh, uh i forgot what Signal. it was like scent mm-hmm. or, like a certain smell yeah, yeah like you know when you walk outside and you smell like smash flowers they were sending out a certain smell that was causing the stink that was keeping the certain type of insect population away from biting and killing their leaves. That's amazing. Like, that's a brain. Yeah, yeah. The roots are connected. They're talking to each other. They're, one tree is able to tell another tree, hey, there's a swarm of this coming, and I'm, you know, release this type of chemical, this type of thing, and some it'll forests, keep them away. Some forests, uh, okay, mushroom, there's mushroom patches that are like sizes of like states in America, and they are literally one organism, and they are underground. And like it can send one signal from like a thousand miles away and get the signal over here. And there's forests that are considered one organism. I think they're aspen forests. One's in like Washington, one's in Colorado. And they consider them one organism because they know that their underground network is all completely connected. And I think that's really interesting. You tripped me out. I don't know how far that can go for anything, but it's still cool to think about. Imagine so far that technology gets so advanced where we can control the the, the brain waves in plants. Control like roots. So even if you're like, fuck it, I'm going to go lumberjack or woodsman style. I'm going to cut off all the technological advances in communication. I'm going to go out and live out in the country mm-hmm. like the Amish. Like we were saying. Dude, I, trust and me, then I want to The government is still watching you, not from planes, but from freaking the trees. Mm-hmm. They got like using the root system to be able to listen into your conversations. You're leaning up against a tree talking about something with your buddy. Like, yeah, the government's... Th- I wouldn't be surprised if that's already, if that already exists because there is a um, technology that exists that... okay. You think turning off your phone is going to, like, help you, and it does on some level, like whether it's, you know, recording video or your audio or, or just keeping tabs on your GPS. But um, wherever there's electrical signals, you can reverse... Okay, you know how, like, okay, you have Wi-Fi. You have a Wi-Fi router at the corner of your room, okay? And you know it's going to be the best signal right next to the Wi-Fi router. And then, you know, around the room and around a wall or something, it's going to be a worse signal. Right, and that's just because it's sending out waves of, and the this. wavelengths can only go so far. Right, and they're bouncing around in this and that. Well, like, um, electricity is always giving out like a, a like a a field, which is just kind of like a Wi-Fi signal essentially um, that you can reverse engineer. And they did some really interesting um, like white paper study things where they show like looking at people in this house and all they're doing is reading like electricity signals off the, off the grid, like off the sockets and stuff and the wires. Because as somebody moves around, like it's kind of affecting the electric signal in total in the house. And it's able to deduce, okay, here's a head, here's arms, here's legs, here's whatever. And I'm sure as time goes on, it'll get even better. But like... That's the same thing with sonar when we track, um, when you see in Batman when he's using 
like he, he makes the lights go out and he turns on like not night vision goggles but it's like a sonar bat technology where yeah. you can sense and you can see the person's like nervous system and moving so you know how the person's moving with being able to see in the dark so they're completely blind but how far does technology go where you plug in one of those wi-fi things like i said into your outlet and they are able to connect to the signal that your brain sends to your body's nervous system and shuts it down well that's where the conspiracy stuff comes in with harp are you familiar with harp it's like no i'm not familiar with harp i wish i could remember the it's like acronym. that would be emp technology right that would shut down your brain's nervous system if we can get an emp on a certain link we could drop a bomb that could just shut everything you know, down shut yeah, you down. yeah well this is like i think this has something to do with like global signals and radio stuff like transmission yeah which essentially just means like you know once you figure out how to you know hook into brainwaves you have the ability to send all those signals worldwide that's what nazi germany the nazis were fascinated with they were fascinated with um brainwashing and mind control yeah and they did a good job yeah well i believe that's the same thing well they did a good job when it comes to propaganda but the facts that they were studying I mean, they had some good. They were very advanced technology-wise. Nazi Germany was. They well, we were, had MK Ultra and all that stuff. Yeah, they were into some dark stuff. But at the same time, China's doing the same thing with propaganda and brainwashing in that old mm -hmm. matter way. But the, what the Nazis were obsessed with were f trying to find a way to physically send a signal through the air wavelengths to control somebody's mind and brain that way. Instead, they used the power of like propaganda and you know voice and all that type of stuff to right. really just That's true instead of like in like working with their biology they're working with like their a lot like mentality dude, I, I wish you just call this the movie podcast because we're always making movie <laughs> references but going to total recall where the dude sits in the chair and gets his whole life switched around like yeah i believe we're that there. that would be cool to make like some bad memories go away like being able to burn some synapses that your brain connects certain memories to that like a painful one where oh. you don't want to remember it have you seen eternal sunshine the spotless mind Mm -mm. Oh my word! If you even like that idea that you just said, like, check out Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. It's Jim Carrey, and it's about um, a couple going through a breakup and they want to forget each other, and it deals with like getting rid of the memories. But it's it's so good. It's so but well done. Are you towards that? Like a hundred percent? Like I believe. Oh, I actually think it's a bad. I, I think it's terrible. I believe that it's a it's it has good sides to it. Like when you don't want to remember something that's very very painful that might happen to you, right? And you know, easy PTSD forget, stuff. Forgetting a, a yeah, an embarrassing situation like something like that, like or that abuse, might, or yeah, that might be beneficial. But I also believe that's what shapes a person into who right. they are in this world, whether it's good or bad. I don't believe that. I believe every experience that we've got, like the same thing where Bruce Lee says, you know, Become God gave you no. this life you know because you were strong enough to handle it i believe that's a hundred percent true i believe that everything that we can move past and surpass towards like being able to overcome you know i believe that that makes us a stronger person and if we choose to let that defy us and let that stop us in our tracks then we're not, that's our fault that's nobody else's fault you shouldn't be projecting your anger out towards the world because you got a shitty hand of the dice you should realize you have a shitty hand of the dice and you're going to turn that fucking dice around and roll gold. six doubles man like you got you know what i mean I mean that's you know that is i i love i love your mentality there it's just you know We've only been in so many bad situations in our lives, and there's other people who have been dealt shitty situations, and you can't tell the kid who's in Venezuela who can't get bread or water or even take a shit anywhere, you can't tell them, hey, take your take your odds and turn them around, you know? 
um, you're dealt shitty car, but you're gonna you're gonna be all right. And then you know they die of starvation four days later. Like some people are dealt such shitty cards that they're completely and utterly fucked. And we can't. I wish that's a problem with humans is we say like that there's an answer, but there's never a there's never an answer for one hundred percent of anything. Like like for instance, how I was raised. I was raised in things are black and white. There's good and bad, whatever. And now I'm very much so that everything is very gray, and there is no right and wrong because, like, it's all it's all relative. There is right and wrong, but it's all relative because, you know, killing someone is wrong. It's murder. But guess what? Killing someone out of justice is right, and killing someone out of self defense is right. And lying to someone might be wrong, but there might be a time where it's actually really right. Or even telling the truth might be the wrong time to tell the truth. It's hard for society to see that line in the sand. But there when is no line. Draw, when do we There's draw, no line. But when do we draw what is right and when do we draw what is wrong? And that's and that's the thing. We we like say like we have the answer to that, but we don't. It's so muddy. It's so muddy. Like who am I to say it was wrong for that man to kill this other man? And then you find out their backstory was like that other guy killed his whole family or something, you know. And then, you, and then you're like, that's yeah. justified. <laughs> See, that's what you know, also, or like that's whatever. What's crazy about not only having like someone judge another person and decide whether they're going to spend life or they're going to hit the death sentence, mm-hmm. wh- whether it, that judge could be just in a pissed off mood and decide, you know what, you're a piece of shit, you're going to jail. But at the same time, what's to stop? Uh, that's a lot of where people come to the controversy of like. If a woman kills her kids, she's more likely to get jail time than if a guy kills his kids because they look at the guy as a guy and they look at the woman as a woman. Yeah, that's being gender different. Or how you hear, see racism within judgments, and yeah. you're like, oh, black people are getting like thirty more years than white people white for people. the same exact crime. exact same yeah. one. Well, at the same time, we're looking at the judge for that, but it's also how that person thinks, and I believe having how raised how they. Yeah, we have a jury that, uh, but they all have to agree on one thing. It's mm-hmm. like if someone else is going to sit there and be a dick and sit there, I don't agree with this. Then the whole people are sitting there for days and days and days. Like, come on, I just want to go home. They're going to end up agreeing with whatever that person wants to agree. The freaking El Chapo hearing, did you mm-hmm. ever see that? Where they were sitting there watching him and trying to, um, like the jury was afraid to testify. Like, fuck, I don't want to come out against right. this guy. Like, I don't even want kill my kill my whole family. Yeah. I don't want to be on the jury. There were so many people saying, yes, I'm racist. Yes, I'm racist. My buddy's, um, my buddy's uh, dad's um, brother or something was uh, asked to be a part of that hearing. He said, I don't want to fucking do that. It's like, not even like, it's not even your own safety. It's like, shit. like I'd yeah. be like, are you kidding me? Like for even sending that, like that, what is it called when you get, summons yeah. for getting that summons like you probably just put my name on a list and my family's all gonna get killed like you know what i mean yeah, i'd be like, like you, you could sh- if you even show up to that mm-hmm. like he sees you there you're you're get, your family's gonna be you know threatened and everything like that to testify you better say he's innocent you know but a lot of people say well he also did some good things he did do some good things he mm-hmm. built soccer stadiums and stuff like that i mean but well that hitler was, did some good things too yeah, but that doesn't make him yeah that was the, but the whole point of that was he had so much money to, that he was burning through like rats ate over 10 million something dollars of his Whoa. Like every couple of months. He was burning his money to stay warm, too. Like, there was, he was going, he spent over a hundred thousand something dollars a year in rubber bands to put his money together. Like, that's how ridiculous money he had. And he had so much of it. He's like, I'm going to build two soccer stadiums. I'm going to, he started building stadiums and everyone started to love him and down in that culture because they were basically worshiping. He was treated like, he had, 
it's like if I take a hundred dollars to Mexico, I'm gonna I'm gonna last a while. Then if I just had a hundred dollars here, it might last me a, like a couple of days or something. Yeah, yeah. But down in Mexico, it lasts me a month and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's all about you know culturing and technology, how far advanced we are. We are so advanced where. You know, everything down here is going to be, you have to pay 50 cents for this, you have to pay 20 cents, 5 cents for that, you have to pay a couple bucks for this, a couple cent, a couple bucks for that. And down there, you got $100, you're able to buy a nice ass house. Like New York, an apartment down there is like a thousand something dollars for a week. And you know, down here it could be half that, you know what I mean? For yeah. That could be the price for a month or something. Like, yeah. you know, studio apartments up there go for millions of dollars. Millions. And for like a two bedroom thing that down here would be, we could live like kings forever. Yeah, right. Um, on that note, I'll tell you, I mean, the reasons I want to go into what, you know, machine learning, robotics, and biotechnology and things is I, I want to, I want to work on creating a better environment for the world. But like, ultimately, I think if everyone was just in, like, okay, everyone has a snapping point and where good people turn into bad people. And like, you look at where we are in this world and we're talking about how much technology is moving and one it's moving faster than we can even like grasp you know we can't even like hang on to what's what how fast it's exploding and how is that going to hurt us in the end and um in my mind i think if we just start working on a different in like environmental goal it might help us and it's I guess I, I guess I, I guess i don't want to go to mars i want to work on the i want to work on the world but what i would do if i could is i would end money and I would end poverty. And how would I how would I do that? I would well for focusing on money. Um, I think we're at the point with robotics where we're about to displace millions of people's jobs. Um, and what we could do with that instead is create an autonomized infrastructure. So if you go to farms now, you can see that there's different, you know, robotics being used to like pick carrots or this or whatever. And you see Tesla, we have automated driving cars um, and various things. We're starting to get into um, newer types of uh, kiosk type restaurants and things. And what I see is, is if we automatize our, if we automate our agriculture system, all our farms, and we put them on a solar wind powered type system. They're constantly able to run and they're harvesting and growing based upon their cycle and their system. They're delivering it. It's all like there's literally hardly any humans, you know, involved in the process. Um, that just should become like almost like a taxable thing in our society where you could go anywhere in this, in this country and know that you're always going to have a meal because food is free. So, I feel that making food free is a huge piece of this. Um, I have, I do have like a plan for this whole like thing to get laid out, but I, I see how housing can become free on a certain scale. And by doing both, by pro providing at least food, that's taking out at least half the problem of what we're working for nine to five. Like people are working to feed themselves and put a roof over their head or their family. And that's why we work for the most part. So I see a society where we're not working to make a buck anymore. We're only working if we want to, one, if we feel like working because we have an interest in it. And it's like, you know, why do people become teachers? Well, a lot, most high school teachers, whatever, don't do it for the money. They're not making money. Um, they do it because, they do because they're of, passionate about what they chase after. They, yeah, they want to teach a child. 
or like, you know, some people become engineers just because they're, you know, they're into that, you know, side of science or some people become blah, blah, blah. You know, everyone does their own thing. Some become musicians, some become artists. And in a society where we don't have to like work for the man just to survive, where we know we're going to be able to survive at all times. Like I can get whatever type of meal I want and I'll have a roof over my head wherever I want to go. You're free to travel all around the U.S. or the world if it worked that way. Then society is just advancing out of its own like I built up my air mileage time. Oh yeah. So I got travel miles, bro. Nice. Now, but I think society, if I think it's a little bit too corrupt. I believe if we work more towards making people sustainable than rather than trying to make them poor, like we shouldn't have homeless people. The government can easily put a small amount of money to fund them to get them a house or get them a small home. Yeah, that wouldn't cost empty them, houses. That wouldn't cost that wouldn't cost them a dime and be able to give them the ability to take a shower and have clean clothes to yep. go for a job interview to able to fund the company even or fund America or just pay the economy more like money just that, that would fund us and not turn basically. to somebody that would snap like that's the thing is what I'm trying to say is like we're in this yeah. envi- this hostile environment constantly constantly and people are you know have to get up in the morning have to go to work have to do this they don't even have enough time to think or live their lives why should we have to get up and go do something I don't like being I don't like who put the structure on life exactly (laughs) like Like, the reason why i i love when people talk to me like i have respect like they're on they're on the same level with me i hate when someone goes do this do that you tell me to do something like there's times like like i come home and someone be like can you take the trash out i'll be like no even (laughs) though i was going to do it anyway i will stop just because i need you to talk to me like i'm a person like we're on the same level even though you might be a parent even though you might be a boss don't talk to me like i'm lower than you talk to me like i'm your individual Mm -hmm. you know it's not hard a lot of great minds understood that gandhi you know martin luther king he understood we were all equal in a way you know what sucks about both of them what they died they got killed and that's something that like frustrates me about humanity it's like i was raised with this you know this role model of Jesus, this guy who was able to change the world single-handedly. He sacrificed himself for us. Right. What happened? He died. Like, people killed him, right? And we're supposed to believe he rose from the dead. But all, all that aside, Jesus, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, you know, any, just name a bunch of those movers and shakers and people who had an impact on the world, and they were fucked. And it's like, do I look at a lot of things like that where I want to be more vocal and stuff in the world, and then I also see stuff about people's families being killed because they mess with somebody in power. Yeah, I'm like I'm like, you know what? Do you think I don't think I even want to open my mouth because yeah, do you think your creativity is going to affect your own family? That's exactly. a lot of people like when exactly. they have conspiracies against the government, when they get too involved and like, I have this information I'm gonna to leak to this news site next thing you know, like did you hear about the guy that had his um uh, his Bluetooth on, on his car, he set his car on record and like like through his Bluetooth? And he was driving. He's like, somebody's following me. They broke into my like work and stole this. He went to work to go get his laptop that had government secrets on it. And they knew that he was going to go to the news and stuff. This was in Russia. Russia killed him. The government. The, the government killed him. Like physically. Like Damn. He's like, seven people are following me right now. There's a bunch of black cars. Um, I'm about to get into a car wow. accident. Next thing you know, his Tesla yep. crashed. His They hacked into his car system, crashed him, and then they, they shot him. That's how he ended up dying was he had a bullet in him. They said it was a car accident. <laughs> and then the bodies later found out. You was know, that this last year? Yeah. But, but it's like that or the, um, and see, I hate, see, I, just the fact that we're on this podcast, like knowing this will be on the internet. It's going to be regulated. Someone's going to listen to it. Right. And there's 
so for me, I'm already choosing not to talk about something that's been going on in the news lately. Look, I, I'm pro-Trump. I love Trump. You know, Trump's a great guy. He's got my support 100%. I wish I could make a million more. Do you hear that, <laughs> government people listening? No. <laughs> what are you saying? But just, no, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, even in nowadays, like, dude, you have to watch Black Mirror. Like, think about this. You know, you said you don't use Twitter. That's fine. You use Instagram. But like on Twitter, you know, like some will say or some random opinion and, you know, millions of people might like it. Um, but everybody's got their own fucking comments. But think about that. Now. That is like putting a target on you. That's like saying everyone who said, let's say there's this tweet and somebody says Trump's a you know dumb POS or whatever. And 100,000 people like it. OK, let's just say Trump decides to like get evil. Right. And like maybe some other countries we know of and just say okay give me all the likes give me the list of the likes and now i'm going to send a drone to each of their addresses and kill them all you know what i mean like yeah. gone anyone who disagrees with me gone any sort of like we're yeah we're playing with technology on a, a dangerous level because we don't really know like the repercussions that could come out of it they just found out... I don't like certain things anymore because I'm literally thinking that way. There was a podcast I just... I listened to three minutes of it this morning because I was brewing up a coffee at like three in the morning and then uh, they were talking about how the new Apple AirPods, when you link them onto your phone and it goes on a Bluetooth and the mic thing pops up, the government has a chance to link... They found that people were getting traced through their phone, Bluetooth, like a bug. Basically, you just turned a bug on to like, be f for people to listen to you. I Okay, totally get it. I... Uh, I have AirPods have, in my car. You have your laptop, but like for me, I've always, probably for the past, I don't know, five, ten years, I've had a little ble black piece of tape over my camera. Because they can hack into that. Yeah. One day you can just. If you have a Samsung TV, if you have anything, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're looking matter. up some freaky thing on the internet, you right. know, yep. in your underwear or yep. shirtless, whatever you're doing, yep. and they're watching you through the computer system. One time I, I was looking on my computer, I wasn't looking up anything bad, but I, I went to sit down. And you know, opened it up after it was sleeping. The Light webcam on. was on. I yeah, was yeah. like, why is this on? Yeah, I checked to see all my programs, and I didn't have anything on that was yeah. running it, but the light stayed on. And then eventually, I put tape over it, and after like a while, it faded off. It didn't I've run out. It was where, still there. Yeah, I've had issues where like, you know, my, that lights come on, or, or I started hearing audio from like somebody's room, you know, like playing in my, out of my computer, and I'm like hearing somebody else typing on the other side of a keyboard, and I'm like, so, like, what's going on right now? So, I mean, yeah, that for sure. That, I know that scared my mom at one point because um, I think it was, like, a, when that came out in the news, like, a couple of years ago that people could hack into your webcam systems and watch you. Um, like, the next day, I saw after I heard about that article, the next day my mom had super glue and, like, white out all, mm -hmm. over the webcam. Like, it's smart. Yeah. Um, uh, That's scary to know that someone could be watching you anytime, but the government's always watching you, they, too. You think they Anything. Look, okay, yeah. think about it this way. You know, yeah, they can they can hack into your phone or this and that but like ultimately anything that's running over the wire the internet wire whether it's encrypted or https or anything like that the government can read it yeah it, it what it's not whether they know your passwords or not or this or that they have literally all that that's never been an issue for them anything that you've ever said or done they have on some level, like whether it's you just jerking off to porn or it's yeah. like something like that. Like or trying to get freaky. Yeah, or trying to get freaky or whatever. Like it is what it is. It they literally have all that information. Whether it's And they have so many views on that too, whether it's we're doing it for your protection, we're watching out for terrorism. Yeah, but 
why the hell do you need to know what's in my Amazon shopping cart? Why the hell do you need to know what my search history is when I'm looking up a certain word like not even that white Talk, chicks talking or on the phone, just... Asian chicks? Why, why are you looking that up or black chicks if that's what yeah, you prefer? Yeah. Like, why are you looking? Why is that a code word into the thing? You're mm -hmm. you're testing for terrorism. It doesn't have the word bomb. It doesn't have this stuff. It's the same thing when you see you know they say with terrorism when they're they pull an Indian guy out of the airport because he looks a certain way or he yeah, fits yeah. a certain demographic. There's yeah. the family guy joke where he pulls out the skin color sheet. It's the color wheel. Oh, yeah. And it's like colors that are okay and it's all the white colors. And the <laughs> colors that are like sketchy, it's the black colors. And it's like the colors that are, you know, red Terrorism. flags to stop. And they're all fucking like tan skin and all that. Oh, like Muslimic and stuff. It's like, when is that? When is when's that going to go away? Yeah. It's like, when is, when is that going to be something where it's like, how far does the government need to regulate certain things on terrorism? I don't believe they need to bug our phones. I don't need to believe believe they need to stop somebody for being a certain demographic. Every voice-to-voice -voice conversation you've ever had, that's also that's also been recorded. But not only that, a a computer algorithm is constantly processing like all these old phone calls, right? And it's doing just like how you can like say like, okay Google or okay Siri, like search for blah blah blah, and it types the text out, right? That's what it's doing with your phone calls. It's taking all that audio, doing doing voice to text, writing it out, and then looking for keywords and saying, all right, look for the most, you know, this words and that words and whatever. Or look for, um, you know, whether it's like weed dealers or whatever, like look for these keywords, you know, and that's how they find all these things. And Just type in where to buy heroin in on the Google. Like where the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you like Google to use your location? Yes, I would <laughs> yes, love please. it. Find the nearest drug dealer, please. But I'm saying even like, you know, you might... You, looking at certain things, like you're able to really deduce a lot of stuff. From like, about a person's personality and about what a person's interested in too. Yeah. That's also how they target you with ads. Whatever you type into Google, that gets sent somewhere. And if you look up a certain thing like... Oh, he looked up, um, you know, certain a certain type of bath towel, a certain type of like thing that he, you know, uses on an everyday basis. Then they start, you start going around like clicking on different things, watching YouTube videos, and they start selling you advertisements yep. for that certain product. That was a thing that was just discovered that Google was doing, where they're sending your information away so they can send you like target you with advertisements that are sponsored to the products that you're looking for hopefully you will buy them oh he likes ufc stuff let me send him some mma gloves a bunching a punching bag this type of advertisements that, you know you all ever, these mma companies like you ever get that when like you're actually just talking about something with some and friends it pops up on the and then you're like that's weird like yeah, I, I we're just, just talking, talking about, about that yeah and it's like that's because it's freaking monitoring what you're saying you, man and, yeah it, gotta love it. If I had to ask you, there's gonna be a terrorist group eventually that in one day is probably going to, like if we get super advanced in technology, we're creating AI systems, there's going to be, in any movie that has created something like an uh, intelligence that you can put your mind into and start creating like these robots or NPC type characters, there's going to be a, a terrorist organization that's completely against that. It's going to try and kill and shut down all those people. That's uh, any movie that has developed technology like yep. that. But you got to realize when you're leaving the movie theater after you just saw a movie like that, someone thought of that. And you're like, how the fuck do you know? I hope the world doesn't come to that. If it's in a movie and someone thought of that idea, there's definitely someone out there that's already making that right. in the process of making it. And Elon Musk even talked about that when he was on the podcast with Joe Rogan. He says, you know, 
were already advancing that technology where they were talking about making a skin like layer that can go over a robot machine so it looks human like they have a robot you can kick and they had a video mm, of them yeah. with the people that were kicking I, I it. Follow it, that was one get, a lot. it was getting up and like getting back up and stuff and it just kept kicking it how many times that are robot's you be doing able to, parkour now yeah how many times are you gonna be able to kick that robot and eventually it's gonna you won't be able to see it move it'll be moving so fast yeah but eventually it's gonna kick back yeah, and then it'll break half your body in the process. That's what scares me is just the uprising of machines. But I'm, we're going to basically wrap up this podcast. Right. Well, basically- on that note, I guess I would say I, I would like everything we've been talking about with the technology uprising and all that stuff. I think, you know, it ultimately comes down to us. And we aren't that different from like half the animals on this earth. And, you know, just like, just like, I feel like it's bad to compare ourselves to this, but it, it is what it is. You know, you have dogs, and dogs on the whole are the most friendliest, you know, awesomest, you know, animals in the world. They're just, they're just great and friends. And, but then you have the occasional dog that kills something. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't, somehow, it doesn't ruin it for the rest of them. Just like how, you know, terrorism and Islam or, you know, uh, certain types of racism in Christianity or like whatever. Um, like you have, you have these, this wide spectrum, these capabilities, but like, just like dogs, like, I believe like we're capable of on the whole, like being, being better, being good and like using that technology to actually like exponentiate in this, to a totally new age of, you know, some of existence that we couldn't even think of before, you know, whether it's living forever or traveling space or whatever. Um, but at the same time, like it is those few that could ruin it for everyone. But I think on the whole, just like, you know, a population of dogs, you know, that those few aren't going to ruin it for the rest of them, you know, and that's what I'm hoping anyway. Dude, I appreciate you doing this podcast, man. You gave me so much stuff to think about. I really appreciate it. And I'm, you know, I'm glad you're, you're, you're in, that I could meet you. And that, yeah, you know, same you're, here, man. You're a part of this family. And That's awesome. You've always been a part of this family, but I'm glad we found you, man. And me I'm glad too. you found us. Yeah. And you got me so much to think about, dude. This Christmas podcast, <laughs> to everyone out there listening, I hope everyone else enjoyed their Christmas as much as Merry I Christmas. did. Merry Christmas. And all the presents you got. But this podcast is basically run off coffee <laughs> and shrimp, crab cakes, steak, all these different stuffs we had for like it, not even 20 minutes before we got on here. And, you know, we, we, we I know we probably took you guys on a magic journey here just through the <laughs> trains of thoughts of what two people who are, have not smoked today, yeah, have not even tried anything like that, but took you down this giant, what feels like probably a DMT trip. Yep. Uh, through life and just how advanced in technology we're getting. Hopefully we opened your eyes and hopefully we also gave you a little bit of warning and also inspired you with stuff that humankind is still creating and being able to create today. So I hope everybody enjoys this podcast as much as I did and as hopefully as Corey did. And uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Look forward to the next episode.